0: Hi, it's Kevin Sorbo, and you are with Below the Belt, and that's where I like to hit him. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing
1: impaired.
2: It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pimps up. Goes
3: down.
1: one <laughs> here
2: don't say that never say that Coies never say die wax on
1: wax off! They're here
0: That's right guys, it's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the mother effing house I'm your host Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure Guys, it's an independent film spotlight this week So first of all, let's go ahead and introduce the panel, the virtual room, uh, shall we say Seems like everyone is doing these virtual rooms lately, New York Comic Con San Diego Comic-Con, and Below the Belt Show, but nonetheless, guys, first we, we of all... We did it first. We did it first! We did it first, hey. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he's the one and the only, he's the king of the 80s, the decade of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. What's
4: going on? Yeah. Hey. Like the, like the hey. cast of um, Stand By Me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All dudes. Yeah,
0: we usually like to mix it up with some ladies. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh let's go ahead and introduce he's been on the show before in BTB studios. Um I got to work with him on a great uh project called Rising to Power. Uh tonight we're here to promote his film Leading to Revelation, which is going to be on Amazon this Friday, August 14th, guys. He is writer, director, producer extraordinaire, the one and the only James Berberick.
4: Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. You can't fall for that intro, you know. What can you say? James, it's good to
0: have you, uh, you uh, back on BTB. This is the first time you're doing the BTB Quarantine at Home Edition, right?
5: Right, yeah. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah but you've been, been uh, I believe you've been in the studio at least, maybe around four, four, four times. Is that about right? That'll I be think my three, three, at least
1: three, 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 three or four. yeah. Okay, at least yeah. three
0: or four times. So right, right. Yeah, as I would say, it's been a minute. It's, yeah. it's been a minute. It's been you're a minute. Right. But no- nonetheless, we are happy to have you here, James. But, yeah. And uh, joining us for the first time on BTB... He is a great actor but he's also um known for his work behind the scenes as well he did some work on um that great project rising the power and of course you are the one of the lead actors and leading to revelation guys um we're happy to have on btb the one and the only aaron angus aaron good, good? good to have you on btb man i right, thank you yeah, i
3: think it's great to be here
0: yeah absolutely man it's good to have you man so um do um we uh, actually have two featured guests at the end of the program or towards the end of the program also starring in leading to revelation um actor tim ross um he's um a veteran in the industry i saw that he even has a credit on saved by the bell mm-hmm. um which as you know they're having their uh sequel series reboot of sorts on uh, nbc peacock um Mm -hmm. but he's done work on vampire diaries um a lot of independent films and um we're happy to have tim ross joining us on btb a little later as well as another of the actors from leading revelation actress kira o'brien uh kira has done a lot of work um All over the DMV area. Um, She actually... Interesting note here. She actually worked with our buddy Johnny Alonzo, Chachi, on Destination Tomorrow uh, back in the day. (laughs) Condolences.
4: Yeah, we love Johnny.
0: (laughs) And also, uh, looks like she's working with Kevin Sorbo on a fantasy uh, series. So we got to talk to Kira um, about that. But... um, I, yeah, we wanted to talk the majority of, of of the great film that that we just saw that we, everybody will see on Amazon later in the program, but but just really quick, just to the the little taste. Um, I enjoyed the film, James. Uh, uh James yeah. always has um quality production value. Thank you. Um, thank you. quality, just all around quality, camera work, quality editing, um,
5: mm-hmm. uh, quality actors. Well, yeah.
0: On, on you know on an independent budget.
5: Right. So uh, well, I One sound, thanks to Aaron. He was the sound guy on that movie.
0: So you mm-hmm. actually did Double Duty as a sound guy and one of the leads. That's oh, he correct. For a little
5: bit, yeah. And then the other actress was also main sound on that one.
0: Oh, my goodness. You you're putting your actors to work, James. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my God. Are there labor laws for the union for doing both crew and cast at the same
4: time? He was the He cooking.
5: only did it for like a day. He oh, only did I'm, it for a day.
4: Someone's <laughs> over there making... One of the actors making um, sandwiches for craft services. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we know
0: this is how independent films go, man.
4: Right. But you got to hustle. A,
0: but bro, bro, this is a very powerful uh, faith-based drama um, with a lot of real, um, real dark issues. Yeah. Um, adultery, dealing with suicide, mm-hmm. teenage pregnancy, mm-hmm. experimental drug use. And um, I guess just really finding your religion um, so a lot of uh, topics um, that I guess you brought together in this film to give it a a faith I mean these, these topics are things that are in a lot of other films and TV shows right but you gave it a faith twist and I guess uh, um, you know I guess that's what you were going for was this a faith-based um, maybe a film festival that you wanted to submit and do a faith-based film work? well
5: how it originally started, it was 11 yeah. years ago, this pastor talked to me about doing a, a big movie and said he was going to get all this money and everything together. And he's like, you write the script, we'll get it together. So I wrote the script and then it just never happened. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I'll just, this is a good script, so I'll tuck it away for a while. And then a few years later, I was like, it's still a good script. Let's make this thing happen. So I just like put it together and co-produced it with my younger brother. Nice and we everybody's going to get to see this on Amazon. This will be on Amazon Prime or regular. Right yes. Around. It'll be on Amazon Prime. So you guys if you're prime members you can watch it for free or you can rent it or buy it. Nice, dude. Do you have any
4: um kind of inspiration for this movie? Like any other kind of like faith-based movies that you kind of inspired you to go out and make your own?
5: Uh not really. I kind of just took inspiration from other films and just kind of geared it towards that way. And just okay. to see how it would play out in a religious setting. Okay. Are you a religious person, James? I oh, I am to a certain degree and everything. And I just kind of made this for that audience. I wanted them to experience it because I have some friends and family that are. So I just kind of like, that was my target audience. Okay. That's
4: pretty cool. Yeah, I think that audience is often overlooked in this day and age, you know, with yeah, everybody. Um, I don't know, like, like a lot of people seem to be against religion nowadays it seems like more and more so it's good to see uh, refreshing to see somebody um coming out with you know something different
0: right yeah i mean just saying the word god or saying the word christmas
4: um yeah, yeah exactly
0: have some some people up in arms when right
4: right you know <laughs> I,
0: yeah i frankly don't see anything wrong with those terms yeah. Yeah.
4: The same especially way like a spiritual see... spiritual kind of movie is you know mm-hmm. i think what we need mm-hmm. nowadays with everything going on in the world
5: that's the, the reason actually I kind of pushed it or got a push from my friend to put it out there now is he's a, a big Christian and heavy in the church and everything. And he said he was recently like looking into revelations and everything. And then he Googled it. And one of the things that popped up was leading to revelations on IMDb. So he was like, Hey, he's like, your film is on IMDb and we should get it out there. So I was like, You're right. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, no doubt, dude.
4: Well, as you know, you're like Jesus coming on this show um, with all the sinners and the prostitutes. So, um, (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, Aaron, Aaron, you're a good friend of James, so I guess that's how you got involved uh, with the project.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: absolutely.
0: Nice, nice. Now, how did you, uh, how did you enjoy uh, this type of role that was seemed to be very dark? I mean, someone that, a character that has gone through a lot of uh, tragedy in his life.
3: Um. One of the uh, main things that drew uh, drew me to it was that uh, it was very different and uh, very challenging uh, because of all the emotion that went into um, doing such a role like that.
0: Wow, yeah, certainly so, man. I mean, just a couple things that your character dealt with. Um, You know, seeing your own mother pass away in a car accident because you and your dad walked away uh, unharmed. Um, Also, your... um, previous girlfriend uh had died of a drug overdose as well and uh uh caused you to um you know go into depression and of course you you uh lost your religion due to that had a hard time dealing uh, or believing in god um which it's totally understandable that's a lot of trauma
4: absolutely yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so luckily you have the light at the end of the tunnel in uh anna Rochelle diaz who plays abigail uh, who is an incredible actress. Um, mm-hmm. I got a chance to work with her in Rising the Power. I was, really? uh, she's uh, also been on uh, Orange is the New Black and a couple other. She's got mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of cool credits, um, New York-based. So uh, how did you like working with, with, with uh, Anna?
3: Oh, it was amazing. She definitely knows what she's doing, and she definitely helped um, with some tips and everything as well. She's nice. uh, very experienced.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Well, dude, lots of luck with uh, Amazon, James. Yeah. We're gonna thanks. we're gonna be uh, circling back. To, oh uh, yeah. Not rising the power, but leading the revelation <laughs> yeah. When, yeah, uh, that's right here. That's when when Tim right here. and Kira call in. So it's plenty of <laughs> plenty of time. So um. Yeah. <laughs> so what we do here on BTB is just go go over everything going on in the world of entertainment, um, uncensored. Talk about our thoughts and mm. uh, just everything going on. So here we go with btb and the entertainment review guys so um as you know um as i mentioned earlier um comic cons are doing the um the live panel uh you know the panel virtual approach that you know similar to what we're doing here that will be the case for the new york comic con chachi i know uh this is one of our favorite cons to go up to new york and uh cover i mean we've covered I believe four New York Comic Cons already. Um, well, so this is the latest big Comic Con yeah. uh, to announce that they um, are going the virtual route, um, uh, following the footsteps of the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, one thing that I think is better about this the, is the, they're they're going to feature live Q and A's, Josh, instead of pre recorded uh, Q and A's that you're going to watch with your favorite stars and your favorite actors from your favorite TV shows you're going to um, be able to go on live and participate in the live chat. Mm-hmm. So it just gives a little bit more of a, um, an interactive experience. Um, okay. So they really haven't announced too much, um, but there will yet, I guess, because uh, they just kind of threw this at us uh, just uh, this week, Jachi, because we were wondering if we were going to get ready to go to New York or not. Um, uh,
4: you were wondering. I wasn't wondering.
0: Oh, you're, you're pretty 100% sure it wasn't happening. Yeah, I knew
4: it wasn't because there's was no way, like, with the two-week quarantine for New York, uh, there's no mm. way they're going to do a Comic-Con with all those people. I mean, they would have been the only event, like, since the quarantine that would have did this, yeah. you know, in the U.S. So I, I, I didn't see them taking the risk in yeah. having um, the spread, especially in some, like, hotbed area. Mm. <laughs> no doubt. So we're going
0: to see um... – a panel for Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek franchise. As you know, they have all this great programming. American Gods on stars. Um, those are just a few of what um, we can see at the upcoming New York Comic-Con virtual experience. Um, so I'm sure they'll be announcing a lot more to come. Um, August 22nd, you should also mark that on your calendars, guys. Um, DC, EU, if you're a fan of DC and everything that DC does... They're having a DC fandom on August 22nd. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, James Gunn, Idris Elba, Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, who's the new Batman. Might as well call him Battinson. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Miller, Zack Snyder, and Chachi, you know who my favorite, who's my favorite actress in the DCEU? Probably, you probably be uh, able to guess this one. Wonder Woman. No, it's actually I know, I know. More- It's Margot Robbie, Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this will be a virtual uh, fan experience. Um, So a lot of the key properties will be discussed. As you know, we're getting a Justice League um, Snyder cut. So this is the Mm -hmm. cut of the movie that Snyder um, wants uh, his fans to see. So I guess we're going to get more information on that. I'm really excited about it. Um, Of course, all the other properties. I mean, all the CW shows. Like uh, Batwoman, as you know, there's a new Batwoman cast for that. Black mm. Lightning, um, Star Girl, Doom Patrol, The Flash, and a lot more. Any of you guys, uh, big DC fans, are you uh, any particular DC properties that you like to follow? It was whether it be the films or some of
5: the shows? Yeah, I stick to a lot of the shows and everything. Which oh, ones well. Do you- well, not to the shows more, more of more uh-huh. the movies and a little less of the shows. I used to watch all the shows back in the day, like Smallville and everything. But oh, nice. I yeah. Slowed down, and I stick more to the main movies right now. I, I'm kinda, I'm kind of, interested in seeing Pat and Sid for sure as the Batman. Yeah. It, you kind of think of him as Twilight, but then you see him in something like <laughs> when he does the grittier, what, light. The, what was that Lighthouse? One? Lighthouse? Yeah. You yeah. see that, and you're like, okay, there's there's definitely some, he's got some range. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I'm curious to see what it'll do. I mean, yeah, at first I was thinking sparkly Batman and sparkly Batman suit, <laughs> like the dazzled Batman suit. But uh, <laughs> yeah. one thing that Pattinson did not do, and I guess this is, I guess it's controversial. He didn't, he didn't decide to bulk up for this. He just is just the wiry emo kid from Twilight. So <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people were saying that he didn't go the the you know the typical superhero look where you're all. Right jacked you know he did not go for that but uh i mean if the acting you know is is excellent and, and, and the way he carries the character of bruce wayne and batman then maybe we could overlook it right. i don't know mm-hmm. but we'll just have to wait and see um let's see other um other big events going yeah, you can't up- really
4: argue with who they cast for these superhero movies anymore because like the fans are often wrong right i mean you know like, like they thought heath ledger would be a horrible joker yeah, you know, they laughed at it, and he became one of the best ones. You know, yeah. you, you you can't you can't second guess. Um, you know who they who they cast. You know, look at um, Joaquin look King. at Michael Keaton. Like people like laughed yeah. at Michael Keaton being Batman. They're like, oh, Mr. Mom's gonna be Batman, and you know he became one of the best Batman ever. So it's like you just gotta see how it goes. Um, even Ben Affleck, that thought you know did a um, decent job, and people thought that was gonna be horrible. Hmm. You don't know. Yeah
3: back for
0: the flash yes i think that's fantastic yeah. it ties That'd What's be great. cool about that aaron is that it ties that universe together of the previous movies and the new movies because this was supposed to be a part of the flash movie and uh i think it's great i love things that tie in and make sense that's just the yeah. way yeah
4: you, know. we both.
0: yeah you you too okay good good
4: absolutely yeah
0: <laughs> so i mean i'm just a fan of things that make sense that tie in that that pays tribute to what the predecessors before um and yeah i'm just a big fan of that so i'm looking forward to it um other events going the the virtual route includes the afi festival um this typically happens at the tlc chinese theater in hollywood in october um they're going the virtual route um but uh the big two of the big festivals includes tribeca and sundance and i've been lucky enough to attend both um Changes for the upcoming Tribeca, as you know, this year was canceled. Next year, they're pushing it to June this time, hoping that, you know, we're even Mm -hmm. further away um, from uh, the pandemic. You know, as far away from the pandemic as we can get and hopefully resolved and everyone's vaccined and healthy and we can Mm -hmm. make this uh, Tribeca Film Festival happen. Uh, Sundance, however, they're still keeping their uh, January dates for the Sundance Film Festival. Mm-hmm. However, they decided to shorten the, the, the amount of days from 11 days just to 7. Um, and I guess it's also, it's just due to the health concerns surrounding uh, coronavirus. At first they were thinking of having different cities host the Sundance film festival, like a couple of days here, a couple of days there. Hmm. But I think they reverted back to just like, just keep it in park city, um, for, uh, a shorter amount of time. And, hmm. uh, I'm all for, it. you know, Sundance has always been one of my favorite, um, festivals. And, um, yeah, I'm lucky enough to attend as a red carpet, um, correspondent also to attend as an actor for a film, uh, what that leaves behind, which, uh, had a screening there as well, um, mm-hmm. during the Sundance Film Festival. So, um, I'm excited. Um, but let's talk about some other big movies that are, you know, that we're, we're hoping to see soon because as you know, the whole theater experience has been completely yeah. effed up, um, mm-hmm. due to COVID-19. Uh, the new mutants, uh, still expects to open, uh, <laughs> yes, on movie, August my God. 28th. They, 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 I feel so bad for the new mutants because it's just been pushed and pu- first it was pushed due to other reasons not pandemic related and now it's just getting pushed and pushed I mean you have an all-star cast in there with you know Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. um uh the kid from Stranger Things his name is escaping me right now um and Anya Taylor-Joy from Split and um yeah Noah?
4: um is from Stranger Things?
0: Um his character was Charlie I think it's Charlie he- Char- Charlie Heaton. That's the actor's name. Charlie. Yeah. Heaton. yep Um he um I thought Noah was one of the younger kids.
4: No, no, he played um he, he is um Charlie yeah. played um Jonathan uh, Byers. Jonathan, Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. Noah Noah was one of the younger kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Yep. Um so I mean they're
0: still looking to to, to release the new mutants on the 28th, but um Again, this is such a dynamic thing with the whole the movie release dates, man. We just don't know. I mean, they can say, hey, we're going to keep August 28th, but fuck. What if something happens, you know, we get another spike, you know? I mean, God forbid, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but UK cinema goers will be able to watch Tenet. Tenet was like the much anticipated Christopher Nolan yeah. movie, um, which uh, will release in UK cinemas also on August 26th. Um, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And of course, you remember Ashley was on our show. She gets to see her movies in Canada because Van- Vancouver yeah. is not affected, uh, barely by COVID nineteen. Wow. So they have their uh, movie theaters open. So yeah, I'm a little bit jealous about that, man. You know, yeah. Another movie that they're um, shifting from the theaters to straight to video on demand. As you know, that's what is the case with Mulan. They're mm-hmm. saying fuck the movie theaters. We're just going to straight to video on demand. They're probably mm-hmm. gonna lose a lot of money but mm-hmm. i mean they keep pushing and pushing the film but antebellum is another film the latest mm. to move uh to from the theatrical release now straight to vod um so um but you know upcoming other productions includes man i am stoked uh for uh, uh anything marvel related as you know big dc marvel fan and mm-hmm. uh Captain Marvel has found its director, guys. Um, right. Her name is Nia DaCosta. Mm. Um, she actually directed the neo-western Little Woods and the upcoming Candyman. Yeah, you know, the upcoming mm. Candyman. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. so she'll take the reins of Carol Danvers' uh, story. Um, set to be released on July 8th, 2022. That seems um,
4: pretty um, odd for a big Marvel property. Just with those um, accolades. Yeah, well. I bet. I don't know. I bet. I bet, um, You know, she had a fir- big, a big hand know. in selecting the director of the movie. Well, this might be a
0: little bit. She's the first Black woman to helm a major, there you go, major theatrical superhero movie. However, Chachi Shindler, the first director of Captain Marvel, was known for their independent film work. Mm. I so can
1: they tell. could.
0: Li- they could literally. <laughs> <laughs> they could call Dane's Berberick and he could d- direct the next Avengers <laughs> you're, you're available James right yes I am that's yeah. okay.
4: <laughs> so, not how Brie, Lawson, Brie Larson is so like I'm sure she had a big hand in the think she had an the director. yeah uh,
0: well yeah she doesn't she's not shy to speak her mind
4: yeah you know that's just she, she doesn't like the men so, <laughs> I'm assuming
0: I don't know. I I don't know, Chachi. You know, I mean, she's definitely very, very politically
4: um, vocal. Let's just say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the best way to put it.
4: <laughs> uh, did, did they say when this is going to take place? This movie, like what? Yes, um, good question.
0: Yes, so um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think they've. Um, I don't think they've divulged that information just quite yet, Chachi. Yeah. But we'll find um, out. I think it's going to be. Um, so the thing is, is in very very similar fashion uh, with Wonder Woman 1984, um, you know, Wonder Woman is kind of an immortal of sorts where they age very slowly. So she could be, you know, looking the same way in 1984 that she does in 2020. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing with Brie Larson's uh, Captain Marvel, who obviously is in the 90s, but then when you see her in the Avengers, she looks exactly the same. Mm hmm. So um, I have a feeling they're just probably going to select another period of time. Sure. Um, um, mm-hmm. You know, they could. So this one was in the 90s. They could shift to modern times. Or they maybe they could just uh, decide to uh, make it around 9-11. I could see them doing like a 9-11, like right at the turn of the millennium, uh, 2000, mm-hmm. 2001, maybe. 2000s,
4: um, 2000, so like, you know, maybe... Um... Wearing like those um, low rise jeans or something like mm. some Britney <laughs> Spears stuff. Yeah, I like all that. I like that. Yeah. What about like Captain Marvel
0: um, um, saving the world from 9 11 and the terrorist attacks? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll go there, but. Yeah, <laughs> there.
0: that's
4: a, That's yeah, for revisionist history, check. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see people going for that.
0: Uh, Lionsgate, um, they're getting. Um, well, so two big franchises for Lionsgate. Uh, first is John Wick. We're going to get a John Wick 4 and 5. They're going to shoot those back-to-back. Um, so um, one will come out in uh, 2022, and the other probably 2024, I'm assuming. Or if they shoot it back-to-back, I I wouldn't be surprised if the, the next one comes out the year after. Yeah, um, I mean,
4: they're enjoyable, but I don't know if we need two more.
0: <laughs> like it's a big franchise, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I won't see
4: them becoming like Fast and Furious. Like right.
0: that's a good point. We had <laughs> too many of the Fast and Furious films. Yeah. That's just that's just way over the top now. <laughs> um Lionsgate's also working on the Dirty Dancing reboot. Mm. Mm. Jennifer Bray <laughs> will star and executive produce, so mm. I hope they make it an actual sequel, not a reboot, where she's playing the same character, just older, and then right. you know they can introduce her daughter, her son, you know, kind of making a generational thing, which is what happens in the 80s, you know? You have yeah. all these 80s properties, just like Bill and Ted's, yeah. you right. know? You know, they had the Bill and Ted's... T-
4: I don't know, like, Dirty Dancing, like, you you can't do that without Patrick Swayze. Like, I just, you just can't. Like, he's... Yeah. It Why had it? to be... Both Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze had to be in it, and, like, since you can't yeah. have Patrick Swayze now, I, I don't see the point in doing it besides just trying to grab money.
1: Mm. Yeah. A,
4: like, yeah. like I mean, Patrick Swayze <laughs> is such a big was such a big part of that. Like, that's and Jennifer Gray point. doesn't even look like Jennifer Gray anymore.
0: Yeah, she did get an in shot, didn't she? Yeah.
4: <laughs> she doesn't look the same. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. what she did, her yeah. career just dried up. Like, from what hmm. she was doing in the 80s, it was weird.
0: Well, yeah, that's as far, far as, as her acting point. career, I mean, she did Dancing with the Stars, you know, but that's kind of well, like well, <laughs> that's kind of like the go-to for celebrities if they don't have any. If yeah. they're in between projects, they go to reality. she looked great
4: right yes. before with her old nose.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, believe.
0: yeah. I mean, you know, Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. I guess I'm. I kind of like the natural look. You know, yeah. I mean, whether the, whether it's a natural nose or whatever, you know, natural, natural boobs. Whether they're naturally small, or naturally large. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I get it.
4: I get it. Um, and uh, but the yeah. original took place in what? Was it the 50s or 60s? So it's going to be a different, it's got to be like an older decade when they have this. Sure, I thought people. it
0: took place in the 80s when when, the, when it was released. Yeah, right? I, I don't know. I
4: mean, it was, it was, all, it was all like 50s music.
0: Yeah, this might have been a throwback, you know, kind of like uh, how.
4: It's, it's definitely an older decade.
0: Well, you're going to get in fact check that, out.
4: Mm-hmm. check that one, buddy.
0: <laughs> um, Disney plans for a third Tron movie. 1963. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's supposed to in the 60s, okay yeah Got it um, Tron you know the, the sequel was kind of under underwhelming the one that came out in the 2000s yeah mid2000s um, they're coming up with a third one and Garth Davis um, will be directing this mm-hmm. um, who made his directing debut with the 2016 um, biographical drama lion um, Jared Leto had signed on to this project so mm-hmm. Um he won't be playing um the joker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank god
4: <laughs> everybody gives him a hard time for that but I, mm-hmm. I, I really
0: i really think it's just the way the movie was cut and, and the writing but
4: i mean he never was given it a chance i don't think but i never was like given a chance i mm-hmm. never liked the, the way the character was presented in the first place but i mean yeah, yeah. he had a very small role in that movie yeah
0: absolutely uh...
4: um, yeah but tron i mean i watched the um this documentary on um on um disney plus called um prop culture and they went through different movies and they're trying to find different props from older movies and tron was one of them and like they talked a lot about how the movie was made and it was really like a it really was like a hard movie to make and really it was groundbreaking at the time for them to make it you know especially with um using um actual props um it's a lot so much easier nowadays with um all this computer animation but back then like i mean it was like a big undertaking to even produce that movie it was pretty cool. Mm. I yeah.
0: Believe. Yeah.
4: Um, Is Jeff
0: Bridges. That's cool. The third one. Is Jeff Bridges? You know what? Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, so far they just attached Jared Leto. Jeff Bridges should be a part of the third one. Um, but I, I, f- as far as what I'm reading, um, yeah. Um, if they decide to make this a reboot, then I doubt doubt that's the case. Mm. I myself, I like. I said, I like things that tie in. I prefer a sequel over a reboot, personally. Right. Yeah, I mean, it won't be a
4: reboot. I, I mean, I don't think. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be. Well,
0: that's a case that Jeff Bridges should be a part of it. No yeah. doubt.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it be more like Mad Max, where you know it was, it was a sequel, but not kind of like a direct sequel. Mm.
5: Exactly.
0: Right. That's a good. That's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, let's see, Elizabeth Moss, um, due to the success of visible man which i don't know if anyone saw i thought it was an excellent film wasn't an excellent yeah it's good. so she's she's sticking with the oh. horror banner uh, mm. with blumhouse uh next film is called mrs march um mm. based on a novel of the same name it's just uh, the story of a upper east side housewife who unravels uh when she begins to suspect the detestable protagonist of her husband's best-selling novel is based on her. Okay. Hmm. Um, so where's the horror element? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're keeping that one under wraps as far as the horror, uh, horror element, but, yeah. um, cool. I mean, Elizabeth Moss, fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, she, I think she found her niche, you know, she was in that movie us, the Jordan mm-hmm. Peele. Yeah. She was really was creepy good. in that. And that you know, nice. um, Anything apocalyptic like or um, you know, dystopian like The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. which is great in that as well. Um, another um, book adapted for a movie will be um, Caster. Caster is a dystopian uh, young adult book series.
4: that about that ghost?
0: Uh, I think <laughs> Who, it's *Caster*. Uh, <laughs>
4: <Asper.
0: okay. Okay. laughs> well, uh, so this follows the story of Aza Wu. Uh, a girl who lives in a world where magic exists and is both dangerous and illegal. Mm. But after casting magic led to the death of her sister, Aza must now step in to save the legacy of her family's Wu Tees, the tea house mm. that has been in her family um, for centuries. The so Wu Tang? The Wu-Tang Tea. Now, the Wu Tees. Wooties Got me the excited fam-
4: for a second. The family, tea, the family team. Right? First Casper, and then there's Wu Tang, and like I know, <laughs> it could right? Could a much better movie. I
0: think you won't be watching this film.
4: No, uh, if you get uh, if you get Casper and the Wu Tang in there, I'll watch it. Watch, <laughs> I promise. Yes. <laughs> well, here's a here's a movie you will probably watch, Shot.
0: It's the uh, big uh, film adaptation of uh, Knight Rider, the '80s The uh, King of the '80s. Mm-hmm. As you know, it was the NBC action series with the intelligent, very intelligent car um, called KIT, which stands mm-hmm. for Knight Industries 2000. Um, and James Wan will be um, directing it. Okay. Um, so that, I think that will be, that's in good hands. As you know, he did great with Aquaman and some of the Saw movies. and
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, So, you know, that's in good hands. They've um, been
4: trying this for so long um, to reboot Knight Rider, and they tried with Knight Rider, like, 2000. I think that was the name of the series to try to bring uh, out. And, yeah. yeah I, th- I think they had some TV movies, like... Um, I don't know. So do like, I, know. Do
0: you think they're going to the well one, one too many times?
4: I mean, i like to see it with David Hasselhoff, not gonna lie.
0: Hmm.
4: Huh? And then be the star, I mean, but at least, hopefully they have him as, like, the mentor, like... Um,
0: He's gonna be a mentor for some younger
4: stud. I mean, that, that's <laughs> what... <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean? I don't need to be a stud, but, I mean, it's like...
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I could picture, like, a Channing Tatum or, like, a, a Ryan
4: yeah. Ryan Gosling. Come on, let's be honest. I, mean, I think Channing, Channing Tatum would be good for that role. Yeah, Channing Tatum, but, you know,
1: it's something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Go cast you... that.
4: <laughs> What's that? Or so you Go, been go been cast wrong? that. You could look past it? I no, said, so go cast that. Oh, uh, I, just cast yeah. <laughs> I should cast it. Yeah. Yeah. I should. I hope they uh, have the same voice for Kit, um, the guy from um, Boy Meets World. Yeah. I don't, name, um, the, I don't
0: know if the, he's the uh, teacher. A, I mean, keep as many of the original cast as you can, I'd say. Mm-hmm.
4: William Daniels um, from Boy Meets World. He was the voice of Kit, but he's 93 now, so I don't know if that's going to work.
0: Yeah. Is he still with us?
4: Yeah, 93. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's
0: nice.
4: yeah, um, his name? Mr. F- was it Mr. Feeney?
0: You know, yeah. Feeny. Clint Eastwood is still directing in his 90s, so. Yeah. He directed Richard Jewell just last year. Mm-hmm. I mean I, you gotta <laughs> you gotta admit that's pretty impressive for a ninety year old man. I think he's ninety on the dot, I believe. Um
4: it's, to it's unbelievable, Yeah, 'cause Because like, it, it know, is
0: unbelievable. It is my really. My grandfather's eighty
4: nine and I just try to picture him like I mean, he's still working, but I trying to picture him like directing a whole movie, I'm like, Man, that's pretty rough. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you gotta be super sharp just to write the movie and keep track of everybody and where the yeah. movie's going. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm absolutely. not sure at this point, Clint what can do it in his sleep, but mm-hmm. it's still impressive. <laughs> yeah. It is very impressive.
0: Um, another, so we mentioned Batman earlier, um, so I guess they're doing. They want to get more animated films out there and more targeted towards everybody, kind of like the Into the Spider Verse with Spider-Man. They're going to do a Batman Soul of the Dragon, Ooh. which will be, um, mm. which is a period piece takes place in the 70s but again it's also animation Mm. um kelly hugh will be um doing voice voice work as lady shiva david uh guntoni will be bruce wayne and batman also richard dragon the character of richard dragon ben turner and lady shiva as we mentioned will be also a part of this um animated film It's actually an original story, not based on any comic book storyline. So that's interesting. Mm. Um, Completely um, original thing. So hopefully that will uh, work out. Um, Interestingly enough, speaking of uh, China, um, uh, Ben Affleck will be uh, directing um, a film called The Big Goodbye Chinatown and the Last Years of Hollywood. So this is a making of the film chinatown the film Mm -hmm. noir classic and it's been set up by paramore so it'll kind of be like a um, kind of a uh, docu docu film i guess of 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 a a film Mm -hmm. inside look of of the making of the film so um, that's kind of cool um a lot of actors are uh, directing now uh jason Mm -hmm. bateman as you know ozark's one of my favorite uh, shows right now by the way working on an ozark actor or actress for an upcoming episode of BTV. So keep your fingers crossed. Pants through. Wow, I got nice. the fires. I get the fires burning, man. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, Jason Bateman, as you know, it's not sadly not him that we could have the show potentially yeah. yet at least, but, uh, he's going to direct, um, a film, uh, called Superworld. So it's based on an audio book, a superhero audio book. Um, which is interesting. Um, not much information on much of the um, plot line, other than it's set in 2038. Everyone... So, so here, everyone on Earth has superpowers. Here's the twist. Hmm. Except for one man who may hold the fate of humanity in his hands. Hmm. Wow, everyone on Earth. that actually, That's different. I mean, yeah. usually it's your team of superheroes saving the day. You know, saving... S- saving us mere mortals. Oh, yeah. But now you're in a world where everyone has fucking powers. <laughs> Everybody. That's crazy.
4: I, that's kind of wild, man. I don't know. Jason Bateman's come a long way since Team Wolf 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good for him, man.
1: Dude. Dude.
4: Yeah. I mean, he could have been just like, you know, gone a long time ago. And when no one. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that guy from Team Wolf 2. Whatever happened to him? No, but he's, well, yeah, he's I doing mean, he great.
1: had a
0: successful career, just like... I mean, let's not forget Arrested Development was a very successful right. Yeah, after that, show yeah. As well. And like um, Silver Spoons. Like, his sister, Justine, didn't find similar success, you know? I think yeah. a lot of it had to do with, like, Justine didn't really age as well, you know, as Jason did, you know? Maybe that's what it has to do with. I don't know, but... Um,
4: hey, where has she been at, Justine? She's yeah.
0: 54 right now. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um... I remember
4: her as
0: the prostitute in Arrested Development. That one. Of
4: Justine was in, in Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, her last her last role was in Modern Family. Okay. 2013.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. That was seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Does this show her like working on anything as a director or writer? Or yeah. no? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> she kind of just left the business then. It's um. So yeah, as I mentioned, doc- documentary films are kind of uh, a big deal right now. A lot of people are doing them. There's a there's one called Robin's Wish. It's all about the life of the late Robin Williams. Um. Mm. Uh, uh, talked about you know dealing with his brain disease, as you know, the brain disease actually led to him to commit suicide. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. So. That should be really interesting. That comes out on September 1st. Um, there's also um, a documentary from a White House photographer named Pete Souza um, hmm. called The Way I See It. There's actually a trailer out now. It's kind of cool. Hmm. He's um, photographed presidents from Ronald Reagan all the way to uh, Barack Obama, and he shares the stories behind some of his most famous photos. Hmm. Hmm. So. Wondering if he will be um, featuring a, well, yeah, no. So it says uh, using his unique vantage point to show the failings of President Trump. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so I guess this I guess this film doesn't definitely has a, uh, a liberal mm. slant to it. I guess um, or a truthful slant, depending on however how you want to look at
4: it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would rather just see a movie about him taking pictures of of all the presidents.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think that's oh, the way the, the the that's the main focus of it. So you're gonna have to throw your, you know, your your crazy topics. You know, um, maybe they'll focus on how um, Trump didn't want Obama's portrait and uh, he refused to hang Obama's. That's like a tradition. The mm-hmm. preceding president, you hang their photo. Did he take in...
4: the portrait of Obama?
0: This guy. I don't know, but he's he's taken a lot of them and he's, well, he's a white house photographer so maybe maybe it was a different uh, photographer for the portraits and oh, i'm just that's man. just my guess i don't know i don't know if that that's your the topic is in there but um um but uh yeah but we'll get into them. we're not really a political show but there was a little okay. bit of political news and uh that we can uh discuss a little bit later <laughs> <laughs> um uh let's see uh, so this is interesting so um so 80s and 90s kids may remember blockbuster um there's one location now Mm -hmm. um and it's in bend oregon that's right and Mm -hmm. they decided to make it a nostalgia um place for people to see and it's now available as an airbnb so (laughs) So you can actually yep you can watch any vhs your heart desires um, you know, I mean, obviously you can watch your streaming stuff, but yeah, why? If you're in an Airbnb, mm. you're gonna pop in a VHS, you know, and just just right. uh, enjoy <laughs> it. I guess. I mean, I guess they had DVDs too, so I'm sure they have yeah. that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, no, nah, it's uh the last, last, the f- absolute last. I think the second to last blockbuster was in Alaska, mm-hmm. so this one will. Uh, be the absolute last one yeah. which yeah. it's not a it's not a functioning blockbuster anymore if you think about no, it it is right? it is, it still is it still, it's still a functioning yeah. blockbuster yeah, I yeah. Thought, okay i thought that the whole Airbnb aspect took over you know
4: no they're they're doing this as like a thank you for um the people supporting them during the whole pandemic
0: okay because i was thinking about what if you're like you know Late at night, you're you're watching TV, you're scratching your nuts watching something, and then somebody walks in and rents something. <laughs> <laughs> you like your hand scratching your nuts in your Airbnb. Well, I'm sure it'll
4: be after they close at night. But like <laughs> the only we charging, I think it was like four dollars a night. It's kind of like the price of a video rental. Mm. So it's just, wow. just way for them to give back as like a promotion for um for their. Four ninety nine. My God dollars a night. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's really just a way for them to like get in the news by doing this. I mean, it's been all over mm-hmm. the news, so it worked. You know, they needed to keep the video store going. You know, anything, uh, any way they can. So it was a great promotion. But yeah, I have fond memories of Blockbuster. I mean, I don't, I don't miss those days of having to go rent. But it is something like in your head, you're like, oh yeah, I do kind of miss this like walking in there on a Friday night and seeing like all the new releases and like, you know. But then I hated like the ones that i wanted being sold out and then i hated having to return it you know and forgetting to return it and getting all these late fees Late fees, <laughs> yes but yeah one it, thing. It, it's definitely something where it's the last one in existence and i'm glad there is still one left
0: yeah so if uh i guess if i ever visit oregon that would be a place i'll want to see
4: yeah, it's like way like it's like way um on the east side of oregon it's like you know, it's, it's nowhere near like portland or anything or hmm.
0: the, the Goonies town. No, yeah, Goonies are on the, I
4: mean it's it's like yeah, Goonies all on the west coast of um Oregon. So Yeah,
0: it's, of course. Lots of water. It's not
4: near well. like much at all in Oregon.
0: Interesting. But
4: it's cool so, to survive.
0: Yeah, so big news with Disney, so Disney is rebranding its studios. Uh, they're taking away the Fox name entirely from twentieth um, century Fox television hmm. in wake of the merger. Uh, it will now just be known as 20th Television. Interesting. Mm. Curious as to why they wanted to nix the Fox from the 20th part. Mm-hmm. But it was just negotiated on the merger terms between Disney Disney and uh, 21st Century Fox in order to prevent confusion among consumers. So, um, but yeah, it's Disney kind of sad. Po- yeah. Yeah, you sad about that? Uh, I
4: mean, twentieth Century Fox is iconic. I don't know.
0: Oh mm. well, the Fox that sure. the Fox Network still continue, you know. Yeah,
4: the network, yeah, but I mean just the whole movie studio. Yeah. Eh.
0: That's a good point. I mean, but Disney Plus, we have some great um great news. As you know, I'm probably the one of the biggest Star Wars fans ever. Um more um cast members added to the Cash In andor series at mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Uh Adria Arjona has been um added. Um, who uh, joins Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk, who mm. you remember in Rogue One, Genevieve mm. O'Reilly, Denise Goh, um, Stellan Skarsgård, and Kyle Soler. Mm-hmm. Um, They have not revealed Arjono's role yet, but um, this is really exciting. I mean, um, we're not going to get a movie for a while, guys, but Disney Plus will, will bring us a lot of great... Television programs. I hope this was is, is as good or even better than the Mandalorian because I love yeah. the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. Yeah. Either of you, James, or um, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, oh, seen all of it. Yeah. So, yeah. so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to see if this if this um, Rogue One uh, series, this Cassian Andor series, mm-hmm. um, will uh, will be just as good. Um. Also, they're talking about uh, bringing back the X Men animated series, mm-hmm. the 90s cartoon, um, which um, so I guess there's still negotiations, but I think that would be great because you can get all of 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 the series on Disney Plus. The original great show from the 90s is available for viewing, but I think that'd be cool to bring back. Mm-hmm.
4: Disney so is all about bringing I stuff I That's they do, yeah. like, the good animation, not, not this new, like, shitty animation they're doing now with all the um, shows. Well, it, the depends whole, like,
0: what sh- you, it depends what your cup of tea is, man. So there's, mm-hmm. like,
4: animation well, there's that's more... A cup of tea more, is good animation, not shitty ones. Well, there's there's more... <laughs> like the She-Ra animation? Come on. Shira, yeah.
0: I think she is taking notes from anime. Mm-hmm. So you have more of the anime-style animation. Granted, that's probably not the best choice of animation. And then you have, like... Thundercats?
4: Pure... Like, yeah, leave it
0: you have cg animation you know completely like pixar style and then you have the like yeah more and more old i mean rick and morty i i love their animation style um i still think it's, it's, it's still on the old school side of animation and it works mm-hmm. you know um but um we'll have to wait and see which which way they go with this x-men series But uh, another thing Disney's bringing back is Three Men and a Baby. Can you believe this shot? (laughs) For Disney Plus. It's a remake of the 8-7 comedy. And Zac Efron will be (laughs) one of the uh, the three men, I guess. I guess they haven't decided who the other uh, three men will be. Um, But uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're doing Dirty Dancing. They're doing all these, you know... They're going to make every goddamn <laughs> 80s movie uh, a sequel or a reboot. Right? It's
4: and it's never good. as good ever as the original, ever, what they do. Like, it's, yeah. I mean.
0: I it, 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 for example, that was good. What about Halloween, the new Halloween movie?
4: It was good, but it wasn't as good as the original. I don't know. You think I it was good the new- as the original? There's no I way. Oh, so. If you look at the original and how groundbreaking it was and, like, uh-huh. how iconic it's been over the years, there's no way the new one. Equals that. I mean, I enjoyed you, know the new can, one.
0: Can I have you guys think of a, a newer film? That but, that? but the
4: new one, I mean, it was a sequel than, anyways. Yeah. That, that wasn't a remake. That was a sequel.
0: Well, I think either sequels or remakes are still, they're, they're still, uh, don't you feel like they're still, uh, well, I mean, yes, I, there's a big difference. Yeah. The reboot wipes out anything of the originals. Right, which I hate. And
4: yeah.
0: A sequel uh, pays homage to the original cast and, and brings,
4: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, like, like Bill think. and Ted, like, the new movie, that's a sequel. So, like,
5: okay. I don't mind so it. It. I'm going to say that the new Wonder Woman was better than the TV show. There well. you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that is much agreed. I agree with that one, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I bet yeah. I can think of a list. Aaron, can you yeah. think of anything? I, I, I um, just need a little bit of time to write things down yeah. because I know there's been some really bad. Someone's joining us a little bit on the early side. Maybe she's testing it out. I think she's yeah, testing okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I think she's here popping up. Um, let's see. On Netflix, okay, I guess, moving on to Netflix. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, but
4: so- yeah but you, I mean, you really see TV really pioneering, like, the creativity nowadays with all the different series they're making, where the movies are just like, oh, we're going to do a sequel, we're going to do a remake, we're going to do a reboot, all this stuff. Like, like TV's coming out with originals. I mean, you know, Maybe they're based on comics or whatever, or based on books, but they're coming out with original stuff that you haven't seen before. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're really, um, you know, and independents, you know, like you guys are showing mm-hmm. new stuff. But, you know, just the basic Hollywood, you know, it seems like they're too afraid to take big chances anymore. They're just going for stuff that they think is going to convert to right. um, dollars.
0: Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess another um... – yeah, I mean, I guess in the same vein um, would be, um, well, no, it's not really the same vein, so I can scratch that idea. But it's uh, it's Guillermo del Toro. He's a dream, uh, t- reteaming with DreamWorks Animation and Netflix to produce a motion picture based on his Emmy winning Troll Hunters tale of Arcadia fantasy hmm. franchise. Um, and it's Wizards, the third series in the franchise, debuts on Netflix. Um, so this is planned uh, for a 2021 release. Trollhunters Rise of the Titans will also be uh, produced by uh, Del Toro. So something to look forward to. So well, a lot of things have, have has to have good source material. So on Netflix we have uh, Mark Miller. He's a really good independent comic book writer um the comic book is called reborn and um that will be an upcoming project on netflix based on his comic book screenwriter beck smith is going to write the screenplay adaptation chris mckay from the lego batman movie is going to direct the project
1: um
0: so reborn is um the log line is as follows where do we go when we die what's waiting for us on the other side okay it's a little afterlife thing So 80-year-old Bonnie Black finds out when she passes away in a Manhattan hospital, opens her eyes in the world of Adistria, a magical land of monsters and dragons where good and evil are waging an internal war. Wow. This is kind of deep, man. This Mm. is a a definite twist on afterlife, I guess. Uh, Reborn in the prime of her life, she finds all her old friends and loved ones waiting. So I guess this is... a an alternate of, of heaven, but doesn't, I don't know. Uh, this could, uh, ruffle the feathers of some, you know, purists or religious fanatics. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe some of the fans of leading <laughs> revelation, <laughs> mm-hmm. people that have strong, uh, faith beliefs that there's no other afterlife other than heaven. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It, I mean, it's kind of a cool concept. I can't, you know, uh, can't, uh, can't disagree there. Um, We're also getting a Chupacabra movie on Netflix. Wow. Uh, Directed (laughs) by uh, Jonas Cuarón. Yeah, so it's an original script, can you believe? It's an original idea. There you go. Not based on a book or uh, anything else or other film franchise. (laughs) Um, But it centers on a teenager named Alex, who, while visiting his, his family in Mexico, discovers a young chupacabra hiding in his grandpa's shed. And in order to mm-hmm. save the mythical creature, Alex and his cousins must embark on an adventure of a lifetime. Okay. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you, I mean the you heard more idea. original
4: stuff already to talk about Netflix and mm-hmm. you heard about talking about Hollywood. Yeah. Movies, which is crazy. Well I started watching um the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy um over the weekend and I mm-hmm. watched like all of season one in, like a few days. Wow, and you're season I'm...
0: two. I'm only on episode three, Chach.
4: Yeah, and that, Netflix Wild is killing it. it. I mean, all these TV shows look like um, I mean, they got you know movie quality now.
5: Yeah, for real. It's really.
4: crazy because you used to watch TV shows, and it's always like it was cheesy special effects, cheesy like. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna act. agree
0: that like, the effects of that show kind of blow away some of the CW shows because I think the budget's not as big. Yeah. So with the CW um, superhero shows, the the yeah, I, I noticed that. I mean, it's still okay. It's, yeah. It's, but pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. But you're not going to get cinematic special effects. Yeah, so you can tell no. the difference between big budget movie special effects mm-hmm. and smaller right. um, budget uh, television shows. You That's why I stay the... away
5: from it. I stay away from special effects at this point because I know I can't pull it off to the quality right. I'd like it to be. Right, so I get right. more character-driven right now. There,
0: there you go, character-driven. Although yeah. you did talk about doing a superhero project, though. I ha-
5: Yeah. Is this
0: something that you'd want to forego the special effects? Because you know there has to be special effects in it. Oh, superhero- there
5: is. And it's going to be limited to what it needs to be. And, it, and I have to I – I wrote it so where it looks good enough. It's not like crazy CGI or anything. Okay. Or mm-hmm. practical. Yeah. Yeah all right it, cool but what's funny yeah.
4: is um we were talking about blockbuster earlier they actually had the chance to buy netflix for 50 million dollars and the ceo laughed at it thought it was oh show. yeah,
5: yeah <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yeah.
4: now now you know if if they did buy it, it 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 may very well have turned into nothing and like it could have been gone by now netflix they might have just kept it as a dvd um service you know True. right or like a streaming service and never like started all the original content. So you never know what would have happened, but it's just right. kind of funny that just for 50 million, I thought it was a joke back then. And now mm-hmm. there's one blockbuster left, you know, which is not even part of the um, corporation. Yeah. And is all that people talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, also on Netflix, this series looks really dope. It's called away it stars, uh, Hillary Swank. Uh, the trailer just dropped mm-hmm. premieres September 4th on Netflix it's, you know, it's kind of like something we've, I've seen before in a movie, like kind of like Interstellar a little bit, but it's um, mm. a mix of uh, outer space adventure and a family uh, drama as uh, Swank's character, Emma Green, grapples with her decision to embark on a three-year journey that brings her to Mars, leaving behind her 15-year-old daughter and husband, played by Baltimore, Maryland's own Josh Charles, which I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, um and, um, yeah, I kind of saw a lot of the similarities with In- Interstellar uh, when I saw the trailer. But <laughs> instead of the, the Matthew McConaughey, it's uh, it's a Hilary Swank, you know. Uh,
4: this is a series?
0: This is a series or is it a film? Good question. Um, I believe it's a limited series. Okay. Yes, <laughs> limited series.
4: Well, look at look, Hilary Swank. I'm working for Netflix. Um... You know, you, you know, who else is working for Netflix is um, Cobra Kai. Maybe you're going to see, like, a, you know, Harry Swank, you know, yes. reprise her character in yes. Cobra Kai. That, is, that, that film is canon, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, um, kind of like unfortunately, it. but yeah. <laughs> but think, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think she was definitely the highlight of that. I mean, Miyagi too, of course, but she was definitely the highlight of that um, of that movie. I mean, the, the writing was horrible and, like, yeah. the, you know...
0: You remember that one, James? Oh yeah, that Kratty Kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next Kratty Kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this trail this trailer looks pretty cool. This is a psychological horror film on Netflix called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like a familiar phrase I'm used to hearing with all these women I've been dating. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's based on, Ian Reed's book and adapted. <laughs> I know, right? Bad comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Self-deprecating. Um. So Ian Reed's book uh, was adapted to a screenplay by director Charlie Kaufman. It's set for a September fourth release. Yeah. Um. Jesse Plemons is in it. Um. uh Let's see. Jesse Buckley is in it as well. Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah dealing with a pretty good cast here for this project. Um. Um. So basically, it's um. So a couple meet in a pub and soon begin a relationship and the plot centers around the woman's realization that something isn't quite right on a trip to meet the parents. Okay, all right, so kind of keeping things vague, you know. I guess mm-hmm. you know. Um, wow, Netflix has so much new pro so many new projects, man. They have um, a young adult um, drama called um, All Together Now. Um, As well as uh, an Untitled romantic comedy Um, This will star Christina Mian, Jay Farrow, and Sonequa Walls. Uh, It's untitled So no title yet, but Will follow uh, an aspiring pop star Who ends up being the performer At her ex fiances wedding. Oh, wow Mm, Crazy Um, um, They're doing a um, Well, I guess They're hoping um, Broadway opens its doors back up in 2021 but they're planning to shoot um a broadway play based on princess diana called diana and bring Hmm. that to netflix Hmm. i guess they're realizing the success of hamilton on disney plus right they want to establish a relationship with a big broadway play and put that on netflix
1: Hmm.
0: um so i guess this is pending if broadway is back open which fingers crossed broadway uh, returns because I know that they're done for twenty twenty sadly but uh, yeah it sucks hopefully they'll make the return um there's a movie with um Sarah Paulson on Hulu uh, I was just require, uh, acquired by hulu um i don't know if you remember the movie searching um which was a good film really uh, unique films all about technology with um with um Harold from Harold and kumar <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just a great he's just a great talent. Mm-hmm. Um but if you've seen it it's uh it's a thriller film. Uh and uh it was meant to be released in May, but mm. of course, as you know, films are going straight to the streaming's platforms and in this case this one's going to Hulu. Um, and, you know, it looks kinda cool. Um it's a thriller to feature a person who uses a wheelchair in a lead role. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so yeah that's kind of cool mm-hmm. um also on hulu you're gonna get another uh, season of love victor if you're a fan of that show however if you're a fan of high fidelity with zoe kravitz um sadly that series has been canceled that was based on uh the 2000 movie with john kuzak
1: um
0: mm. uh, was like a modern reimagining of it um and um it's funny um So Zoe kind of threw some shade out at Hulu. Um, Mm. Basically the reason why, I guess she's basically, she's like, I'm going to miss you all, blah, blah, blah. Then she said, it's cool. I'll be, I'll be okay. At least Hulu has a ton of other shows starring women of color we can watch. Then says, oh, wait. Hmm. So apparently there's not a lot of. Yikes. uh, Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, film projects with, uh, with women of color which uh, maybe Rising the Power needs to be on uh, Hulu, the feature Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> <get something. laughs> I gotta get it out there. I gotta get something. gotta get it out there, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? Since She says that, but they are working on a really diverse project. Mm-hmm. It's called No Man's Land. It's an all-female militia group hmm. that fought in, the, in Syria in the civil war against ISIS. Oh, okay. So these are all... Uh, uh, yeah c- crazy so this is an all women's um militia and um i guess they're saying it's gonna be interesting because they're a force because isis soldiers are scared of women mm-hmm. um this idea came when watching a news report from the war in syria about kurdish fighters and saw two very young women in camouflaged clothes and colorful call for scarves Mm-hmm. One was shooting a sniper rifle. The other was standing next to her and making his weird noise. And um, apparently, yeah, I guess they're, maybe there's hesitation for 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 men to kill. I don't know, which is, um, I guess that's what they're um, alluding to. But I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of a cool original twist on, mm-hmm. on a war series, I guess, or of sorts, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it sounds pretty cool.
4: That was cool, yeah. And I mean, I I doubt, seriously doubt that Hulu's canceling any series that has ratings.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: they're they're far behind Netflix. I mean, I mean, they're I mean, they're more of like you know a TV. So Zoe's show didn't deliver. That's why. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, why else would they cancel it?
5: Yeah.
0: I didn't watch it. I did want to watch it, but then again I'd have to bar somebody's Hulu account. See
5: that's why um, it, it didn't happen. Nobody watched it. <laughs> you yeah. didn't watch it, nobody else watched exactly. it. Exactly. I didn't watch it either. So <laughs> you didn't watch
0: it either, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is um something Al Fanning's doing it's based on a really sad true story. You might remember um a girl that um was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. For encouraging her boyfriend to take his own life. Does this right. ring a bell? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're making a um a film based on it with Al Fanning attached. Mm-hmm. Um as the girl, uh Michelle Carter. Mm.
4: Um That was a horrible story. Uh, yeah. horrible
0: horrible story. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you know, you're you're gonna get great acting in, in mm-hmm. the Fanning Fanning yeah. Sisters, that's for sure.
4: Um I mean I, I guess hopefully it, it will stop people from doing stuff like that in the future. Mm-hmm. Because wasn't she doing it if I remember right so she could get like a lot of like Facebook likes? Oh my god. Wasn't yeah. that the reason why she was doing it? I don't know. That,
5: that yeah. was the
0: reason. That's absolute absolutely. That she wanted she wanted like the
4: um she wanted like everybody to like you know, because she was playing like the friend that lost somebody that she cared about, and she was trying to like. That's why she wanted him to kill himself. That uh, way, she can get all the sympathy from people. From. But it,
0: it was never supposed to be revealed that she encouraged them.
4: Right. Right. I think they found like um, the text messages, the cell or phone, and like,
0: text messages. You know? exactly.
4: it, was, it was like a horrible, horrible story. Is it horrible? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just oh man, <clears throat> but they have also lighthearted stuff. So of dark <laughs> stuff. Yeah. The lighthearted it's stuff. Uh, Well, this is kind of like lighthearted, but about murders. It's uh, Selena Mm -hmm. Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Um, So It's a comedy series called Only Murders in the Building. Um, This will also be Selena's first uh, TV role since her Disney's Wizards of Waverly Place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she hasn't been on the show in a while. Uh, But it follows three strangers who share an obsession with true crime Mm -hmm. and suddenly find themselves wrapped up in one. Okay. So it's kind of like a light-hearted uh, dramedy, I guess, or, mm-hmm. you know, about murder. <laughs> <It's> still, <laughs> dark. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
4: it's still dark, right? Still dark. I didn't um, know Martin Short was still acting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. Also mm-hmm. on Hulu, Nine Perfect Strangers. They we talked about the show before, but they've rounded out the nine strangers. Mm-hmm. Just added actor Bobby Cannavale. thought sure you might remember him in the uh, the play. Lifetime lifespan of a fact with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. So
4: who, who's playing? Um, who's playing Balky?
0: So this is not anyway uh, linked to the '80s show
4: that you like? Okay. 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 That's what you're thinking of. That's a shame.
0: This <laughs> okay. is this is nine Perfect Strangers. Okay. Mm. Um, I thought it was
4: just like you know like 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 Fuller House, you know, what <laughs> I mean? like a like Perfect I mean, nine Perfect Strangers. Well, it, it's
0: based <laughs> on a book by the Big Little Lies author, so I don't okay. think that's that's mm. the first, and it takes place in a boutique health and wellness resort that promises healing and transformations as nine stressed city dwellers try to get on the path of a better, better way of living. So I guess it's kind of like TV version of uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Cause they're all, I don't know mm-hmm. who knows. I have no idea if that's what it's about, but uh, I mean, it's Nicole Kidman, you know, it's um, Melissa McCarthy, mm. Michael Shannon, Regina Hall, Luke Evans, Manny mm-hmm. Jacinto, Tiffany Boone, Grace Van Patten, mm-hmm. Melvin Gregg, Asher Ketty, Samara Weaving. Gotcha, as you know. <laughs> know she's playing yeah. Alex, Winter's daughter in Bill and Ted 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bobby Cannavale. So uh, that's a heck of a cast. hmm of do. course... And of course, you know, they had to come up with a series called Woke, eventually. <laughs> um, so it's, a, it's an animated, it's a hybrid animated live action comedy with Lamarne Morris uh, from uh, New Girl, mm. um, who is a, a cartoonist who is just about to break into mainstream success when he's a victim of an incident of police brutality and his life becomes more animated. Mm. Right, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. good. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think a hybrid of animation live actions, if you do it right, could be really cool.
3: Uh, Yeah, if it's done right.
0: Yeah, Yeah, if it's done right. Like another Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. uh, Or uh, what's another good example? There's a few. There's a few good ones. Space Jam is a good one. It's just just a decent one. Yeah, Yeah. that one. So hopefully it will be good. Hopefully it's a good company. Uh, On Apple TV, they have a comedy called Ted Lasso. Check it out. It's. About a college football coach has been hired uh, to coach AFC Richmond, a struggling English Premier League. Um, interesting. Called Richmond's it Richmond, Virginia, or just the uh, AFC Richmond's the name of the the team. I'm not sure, hmm. but uh, Jason Sudeikis stars in it. Um, hmm. Speaking of sports adaptations, A League of Their Own is getting a TV adaptation. Yeah. Amazon. What? what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah, on Amazon, it stars Abby Jacobson, who also serves as co creator. It's a reinterpretation of mm-hmm. the Penny Marshall film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is interesting. So they're going to take an entire movie and make it a series. I'm curious how that will work. But uh, Chachi, you don't seem so thrilled to see this <laughs> one.
4: <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. I, I still don't know how you're going to do a whole series. Based on it, but I mean, we'll see.
0: We'll see, right?
4: We'll yeah. see. I mean, but they really are just like remaking everything ever made.
0: Everything under the like, <laughs> Right.
4: Like they pretty soon they're gonna have like a like, uh, the Vault Show um, reboot movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: george carlin is getting a documentary series from okay. judd apatow judd apatow directing um as you know george is no longer with us but uh, supposedly he makes an appearance i guess posthumously in bill and ted 3 um yeah so um so yeah i guess it's just a documentary of of, of his life and his work um but um, I wasn't really um, familiar with Judd's work on documentaries. I know he's great with his comedy work, but mm-hmm. uh, kind of cool that he's doing that. Um, also on HBO, there is a series called The Baby, an eight-episode series. It's a dark comic horror series. Um so basically, when Natasha is unexpectedly landed with a baby, her life of doing what she wants, when she wants, dramatically implodes. Controlling, manipulative, with violent powers, the baby twists Natasha's life into a horror show. Oh, God. <laughs> so we're talking about some monstrous type of baby, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you kind of tackled teen uh, pregnancy in your film, uh, mm-hmm. James. Yeah, Uh, there's another uh, film uh, discussing that topic as well called Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Interesting title. Mm -hmm. It's with Haley Lou Richardson. It's going to be on HBO. Um, So she basically um, decides to get an abortion over 1,000 miles in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And they end up uh, running from the cops in a stolen Trans Am. Mm-hmm. And even try jumping aboard a moving train to get the procedure done. <laughs> Jeez. Damn. My God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see. On AMC, Daniel Day Kim uh, and Bling Rings, Katie Chang will voice the cast for another animated series. So AMC is bringing up a lot of animated. Like, I know they, they're doing an Invincible um, mm-hmm. animated series based on um, Robert Kirkman's comic book. Hmm. Um, and this one's called Pantheon, um, and it's Ron, John uh, Ron Livingston's in the cast. Taylor Schilling you might remember her from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Rosemarie DeWitt, Aaron Eckhart, and Paul Dano. But this because they're all doing voiceover work for this uh, yeah, this yeah. series. Yeah, pretty nice um, yeah, that is a pretty nice cast to put behind behind a microphone instead of right. uh, a camera, right? <laughs> you know, that's the thing about animated thing. Why do they need A-list actors for animated yeah. projects? Your you're not name. selling... Yeah. But are you selling what they're doing in an animated... You're not seeing them at all. Right. Yeah, I guess You know? Like, you could you could cast James Burbrook, Aaron Angus, Al Soto, Chadwick mm-hmm. Fly in the next Pixar mega, mega movie, and people will still go out and fucking watch yeah, it. Yeah, if, it, if it's Pixar, yeah. they
3: no matter who's
0: in it. Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So I don't know why they always want, like, these big-name well, actors. Well,
5: they, their names still have weight, though, that carry a following to them. You and I aren't going to have a... Like, Tom Hanks, you boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's eyeballs. Yeah, we, we're not I it,
0: But I still think if it's a good animated series, they're not tuning in for the celebrity. I don't know. I mean,
5: I... No, as, no if you do it right, it has to... Yeah. It'll... Make waves eventually. Like Rick and Morty was like, yeah, so Justin, it, Justin it, yeah, he's not a big celebrity, but people knew, it, you know, knew, were familiar with
0: him. They, they knew Dan Harmon from Community. Yeah, but um,
3: oh, fair. Yeah, that was Everybody knew who they were.
0: When you're right, when that when that first came out, it's oh, true. When Seth MacFarlane first launched the Family the Guy, yeah. Uh, did you know the interesting uh, trivia that he was on the he was supposed to be on one of those planes on nine eleven? Yeah. yeah that's just funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. there would, wow. there would, there would be no Family Guy. Yeah. Because you know, that was right before, or maybe he was developing it then. No, but it was I, after. Oh. Because, yeah. yeah. There might have been not. No any more seasons.
5: Yeah. Oh, no,
4: there's still, Okay. Got it. That was in between when it got canceled, right? Because then it got yeah. canceled and it came yeah. back like a few years later. It yeah. was two
5: years that. Yeah. That okay. was like in the downtime of it.
4: Right. right. Imagine that. Right.
5: Missing a flight saved his life. Mm-hmm.
4: So he actually—he actually missed the flight.
0: He actually missed the flight. He was <laughs> supposed to be on one of those planes.
4: That's gotta be. Oh wow, that's gotta be crazy. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? Survivor's like, remorse or what, dude? Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. For crazy. missing a flight. Wow. Crazy, 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 crazy. That's insane. Very insane. Um. Also on AMC. Um. Eh, this looks boring, so I'll skip it. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Over yes. on Fox, Sarah Burwell has been cast in the lead role in an upcoming uh, uh, series with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Mm. It's called Girls 5 Ever. Okay, so it's uh, a one-hit wonder girl group from the 90s yeah. get sampled by a young rapper and reunite uh, to give their pop star dreams one more shot. Mm. Okay, and Sarah... It's kind uh, of like Sa-
4: Girls, like girls Forever? but they're, there are five of them, so they call the it, it Girls oh. 5 Ever. Yes, you okay. like that, huh? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I didn't say I liked it, but
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Sarah Pauls, <laughs> so I guess, uh, proving her acting chops. You know, I know hmm. she's got um, she's got um, a Broadway um gig. Um, but uh, she'll star as Dawn, hmm. one of the members of Girls Five, Eva, <laughs> who is now a bit restless in managing her life, her family's a small Italian restaurant in Queens, hmm. and yeah, and then I guess she gets the uh, opportunity to uh, bring the Bring the girl group back together yeah. you know? for another shot of fame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chachi. I know you watched the Save by the Bell um uh, trailer. Uh, does it? Are you convinced to watch it now? I know you're a big Save by the Bell fan.
4: Uh, it's. I don't know. It's it's, like a, it's another thing where like you know something didn't need to be continued or rebooted or like <sighs> well it's not it's
0: not rebooted now so you have yeah. mario lopez you have um, elizabeth berkeley they um they actually teased about the caffeine pills yeah mm-hmm. yeah, so. the, yeah those in the trailer so i mean it, it's what you it's it is so what aspect uh are you
4: not a fan of um I it's like same with the bell if you go watch it now it it doesn't hold up it's it's Mm-mm. like real like cheesy Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it back in the day. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. But oh, yeah. like, I don't. I don't know how you could do that kind of comedy nowadays. I mean, but people, I, people like Fuller House, and you know, I couldn't watch it. I thought it was too cheesy. Um, right. And I, I think the regular Fuller House is too cheesy now. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah. I probably. I probably get it a chance. Um, mm-hmm. It just depends on on how much they try to um, respect the original show. Um, it's,
0: okay. It's, so the trailer didn't really grab you?
4: No, I, I mean I like how it's a lot of the original people are coming back. Um, mm-hmm. You will
0: I, give it a shot.
4: I mean, if I if I get um, what is on HBO uh, Max or whatever.
0: No, this is it's on Peacock. NBC, oh, NBC, oh, that's right, NBC, Peacock. Peacock. Um, yeah. And if you're a cable subscriber, you get it for free. So, not, can, so you can use uh, Mom and Dad's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good <information>, <laughs> hey, that's, that's good that's a you know good, um, you know the pair of the, thank you the generation of, <laughs> i get out thanks <laughs> <laughs> is that out
4: now peacock yes out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it is out now yeah yeah so as a, i'm already a regular cable subscriber so yeah you get it same thing if you're, you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kinda, if, if you're an hbo subscriber you get hbo max oh, for right, free so they're just right. kind of if you're an hbo subscriber you get hbo max for free
4: yeah, so that, that's so kind I mean, of a nice I mean, thing. Is Peacock out mm-hmm. now with shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they. Um, I didn't. I haven't yet, yet to. I kind of perused through it to see what was in there, but I haven't actually sat down and watched anything yet. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I mean,
4: check it out. Also it on Peacock. Is it, is, have they said yet when the series comes out?
0: Um. Good question. Is it in in the notes as when when it drops? I have not
4: seen that said the date yet, but.
0: Yeah. Hopefully coming soon.
4: Um there's actually another um NBC. It's mean, good show. for them. I'm glad I'm glad they're all working. I, I, I know they all they all done stuff, you know, throughout the years, yeah. but um you know, I mean, I'm sure they enjoy being together again doing a project. Yeah. So I'm not going into down it yet until I see it.
0: Yeah. Well, McGruber uh, is another show that will be on Peacock. It's based on Will Forte's <laughs> Saturday Night Live character. <laughs> yeah,
4: I don't understand. Yeah. Like I watched the movie. And I Are you gonna I watched, watch that? You know, like it? Fun. I mean, I, I just didn't. I, I didn't find the humor in it, and I mean, oh, it, it seemed like a really this really long bad <laughs> SNL skit. Yeah. <laughs> so they
0: already had a 2010 feature film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna come out with um, a limited series. I guess it's an eight episode series. Um, so I don't yeah, know. I don't, uh, it it's might peacock. be. It's on peacock.
4: I'm mm-hmm. Peacock. That, you know, people are just dying for any kind of content when they're like yeah. bringing
5: MacGruber, McG- like a scare. <laughs> God, they're like, right. they're like,
4: what can we buy that's not already bought by Netflix and mm. and, and Hulu and and, and like. Um, I got stuff. I got stuff. I got stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you
0: What do you think about this one, Chachi? The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm. more of a drama reboot. Right. So apparently, this is uh, there was a viral video that actually caught mm-hmm. Will Smith's eye. Because they took their time and made a quality trailer. I, I don't think they shot the full episode, but they put a quality trailer just to get the important beats of it. And it caught Will Smith's eye, and they're gonna they're going to uh, they're gonna produce this um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it's just simply called Bel Air. Mm-hmm, so this okay. is I guess this is the trailer says Bel Air because mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince automatically turns into a comedy. You can't right. really Have a serious, but you know it's, it's a different take on it. You know, it's kind of like. Talks, you know, it, it show, shows this the, the racial injustices of, of the, the Fresh Prince character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, he got in trouble with the law and then he moves to his wealthy uncle and aunt's house in Bel Air. What and... was the racial injustice? He got,
4: he got jumped by black people. Um, in West okay. Philadelphia. All right. On, well, then on I'm. On the I'm playground. Was, was it on the playground where, yeah. where he spent most of his days? <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. get out of there. He got, oh, he okay. got jumped by a, a black gang. Mm-hmm. okay okay yes. <laughs> okay um but um i don't know you're looking
0: forward to that one is that something you're worth turning in tuning in for
4: it's like it's like more i mean my god how much stuff are they gonna reboot my god i mean i would have rather have seen like somehow like carlton's son had to move out to um, West Philadelphia for some reason, and, <laughs> and with his uncle or something like that. Just have, have a whole total reversal there, and have him try to like survive and and go to school and stuff. And like, I mean, yeah, because it's kind of like the same. It's kind of like the same series is gonna be as Fresh Prince. Except this is gonna be like um, every white character is gonna be like, I never seen a black person in California before. What are you doing here? Like they're gonna act all surprised yeah. and treat them mm-hmm. bad. That's gonna be the whole like first season, I think. I don't, I don't know. I mean, will Will Smith be the father in it? Like,
0: I can see him producing and not being involved because this is clearly gonna be a reboot, not mm. not a um, not a sequel
4: oh, series. A
0: sequel. I, I can see his production company producing it. You know, mm. um, he could also possibly play a different character. I don't know. I don't I know mean, if they're what they're gonna do with it, man. So.
4: a a lot of good episodes like you know with uncle uncle phil and like i mean it sucks that he's gone he would have been great doing a, uh you know having a role in that series
0: yeah Mm. um a couple things i'm going to take our uh classic cut break um As you know, hopefully everyone's staying uh, safe, washing their hands, social distancing, all that good stuff mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Uh, a couple of celebrities have actually sadly contracted COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Banderas, one of them, um, mm-hmm. on his 60th birthday, birthday announced that mm-hmm. he actually um, you know, got COVID-19. Uh, Lena Dunham from Girls, oh. she revealed on Instagram that she actually was sick for 21 days despite having... Um, recovered, but is still experiencing symptoms. Um, you mentioned uh, Alyssa Milano, right, Chachi? Yeah. A lot of real in Instagram that she contracted COVID-19 after testing positive for the virus
4: antibodies. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: and got it, and got it. You know, and yeah. they're doing
4: that reboot of um, Who's the mm-hmm. Boss for yeah. the sequel series.
0: But maybe this is a good time to get a classic cut break, Chachi. All right. Um, here on Below the Belt Show.
2: Where my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy.
1: Chachi. The of our
0: rocks,
1: and I want. I, I want Chachi That's
4: right, once again Chachi's Classic Cut, um, where huh. I go through each week and handpick a song from the archives. Normally, um, it's a song from the 1980s, and this week is no different. Um, you know, people who are fans of The Grateful Dead know that this past, um, this week um, was the 25th anniversary of the passing of Jerry Garcia um, from The Grateful Dead. Surprisingly, it's been 25 years already. And, um, you know, Grateful Dead, like a hugely uh, popular um, popular group, but they were not that popular on the, um, like, Billboard charts. You know, only only um, one song that they um, created made into the um, Billboard um, Top 100, peaking at number nine, and actually reached number one on the mainstream rock tracks. And this is the song um, Touch of Grey that came out in 1987. So surprisingly, like, how huge a band this was, you know, their their fame was, you know, in their concerts and stuff and not really on the billboard charts. All right. So this is um, by the late, great Jerry Garcia. 25 years ago this week, passed away at the um, young age of um, 53 years old. Wow. On August 9th, 1995. Jesus. Uh, oh, heart attack. Yeah. So the legend, Jerry Garcia. This is Touch of Grey by The Grateful Dead.
0: Alright, we'll be back here right after the Classic Cut here on Below the Belts.
2: available only on live broadcasts on wmbc and belowthebeltshow.com
0: Yeah, that's right. Chachi's classic cut with the Grateful Dead. Mhm. anniversary of the passing of Jerry Garcia. Um <clears throat> which is uh, which is uh crazy because wow, just seems like actors, um entertainment figures, political figures, uh things just 2020 has just been a sad year in general for a a lot, lot of, of passing. so let's throw out uh, um, give our respects uh, to some people that have passed away. Uh, this week includes uh, Lorenzo Soria, the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, uh, had passed away at the age of 68. Uh, Sumner Redstone, who, um, who's a media oh. empire started with a drive-in theater business that turned into the empire that included Viacom, Ooh. Paramount Pictures, and the CBS Corporation died at the age of 97. Uh, Kurt Ludke, who, uh, who was a writer that left journal- journalism for Hollywood, won an Academy Award for his Out of Africa Ooh. screenplay. Okay. has to at the age of 80. Uh, Raymond G. Allen Sr., a character actor known for Uncle Woody on Sanford and Son. Mm. Oh. Uh, Yeah, sadly passed away at the age of 91. And we have two um, celebrities that passed away due to COVID-19. Trini Lopez, pop singer-guitarist who acted in Robert Aldrich's The Dirty Dozen Mm. had passed away from COVID-19. And... um, this is an interesting tie-in, but there was a WWE superstar named Kamala. His real name is James Harris, and he was a monster heel. His gimmick was he was from Africa, and he didn't speak English, and he would like, like beat on his belly like a drum, and he would do like the splash off the top rope. Hmm. Um, he had been sick for a while. He actually, due to, I think, um, his health Diabetes. issues. Diabetes. Diabetes had legs, yeah. I believe his legs were amputated.
4: They were, they were. Yeah, mm.
0: and um, caught COVID-19 that while being sucks. treated, uh, and then died of a heart attack, sadly. Mm. Some complications oh. due to COVID at the, uh, the age of 70. He was known for his big feud with Hulk Hogan in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, uh, so rest in peace, Kamala. Interestingly enough, Kamala, or Kimchi. And the handler kimchi was interesting, but mm-hmm. it's so surreal that we we had a wrestler named Ka- well pronounced Kamala James yeah. Harris, mm-hmm. and now just announced the VP mm-hmm. uh, candidate, uh, mm-hmm. running mate of Joe Biden is Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which is the exact same name as James Harris, last name is James Harris, and the same gimmick yeah. and the, the gimmick name of, of of Kamala is the same as the real name of Senator <laughs> Kamala Harris. Um, we well, you know some
4: assholes are going to say some kind of conspiracy, um, and that um Kamala was killed, um, so there'll be no confusion with um <laughs> with the VP uh, um, running yeah. That's I horrible. Mean, you laugh, but I mean, people are saying that Tom Hanks is dead. You know, you all kind of like. Insane conspiracy theories yeah. that I went in doubt to see this one
1: mm.
4: but the yeah. wrestler um Kamala was uh, I thought was a great heel um and it that was back when like most wrestlers didn't have an intro um song like a like a theme yeah. song when they came on the ring, and like he was i think he was one of the early ones to do it um mm. you know, and really got you hyped up for the match um
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. But uh, I guess with that in mind, what are your thoughts on? We're not a political show, so we don't get too crazy into it. But I, I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna say I'm not surprised who we picked. I mean, I, we all knew that it was going to be a woman. He already said it was going to be mm-hmm. a woman. There was rumors that it was going to be Michelle Obama. Uh, I would have been really shocked about that one because yeah. Michelle is yeah. not known for her politics. And and as you know, Barack and Michelle have gone on to now producing content for Netflix, so they're right. not really. Yeah. to get back in politics so yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me choosing a woman of color um might be a smart move you know um to 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 grab that demographic on um, the upcoming election um again we're not a political show but um i don't yeah. know i i i <gasps> can oh. i say i'm yeah. i don't know but again because we're not a political show Right. Mm -hmm. You can choose not to comment or not, but uh, do you have? I don't know if you you have an opinion on um, Biden's uh, choice.
5: I saw it coming, actually. Yeah. I I was like, it's gonna be her from a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Definitely saw it coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 In the same way, like um, a lot of people thought it would be um, um, Susan Rice. Um, They thought. Yeah, different long shots, like because I mean, it said it was gonna be a, a black woman, so people thought like maybe Oprah or someone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was gonna be any kind of like left field type of um, pick. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that, I, I, actually, I think it won't matter um, much one way or the other, um, you know, for or against them. Yeah,
0: this will right, so be an interesting uh, time come November, mm-hmm. uh, November second. So. It's gonna be miserable. It's gonna be a miserable
4: season. <laughs> <laughs> Whether, i don't care i don't care what side you're on it's gonna be miserable it's really gonna just put the cherry on top of this whole fucking year the 2020 yes uh, yeah 2020 mm-hmm. is misery yeah. it's nonstop misery
0: so i think we have one of our special guests um mm. do we have kira i saw her pop up a second hey, ago there she comes all hey. right hello hey. hello so gone again oh, you're How gone are you? again huh, <laughs> huh? Oh.
6: No, no,
0: I'm here. Okay. There you are. See, you got that awesome voiceover booth.
4: All right. Nice.
0: So, guys, we're here with Actress Extraordinaire from Leading to Revelation. We have Kira O'Brien. Thanks for. Being a part of a Below the Belt show. And of course, you might recognize uh, a few of the people in the room, (laughs) 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 including including director James Berberick and, of course, actor Aaron Angus. Um, I guess we'll get started. I guess we're going to wait for Tim to come on. Um, He should be joining us momentarily. But uh, first of all, great film, guys. Great effort. Uh, There's Tim. All right. Let's go introduce him. So now now we have here on Below the Belt show. Three of the actors from Leading to Revelation, which will be on Amazon Prime this Friday, August 14th. Let's introduce <laughs> Kira O'Brien and Tim Ross. All right. Hey, guys. How are you? Of course, we have also Aaron Angus, who we introduced earlier in the program, mm-hmm. uh, who is also one of the actors in this film, guys. First of all, um, how do you guys feel about this film being on Amazon? It's such a great platform. Um, now the whole uh, world can see your film mm-hmm. Absolutely Overall your experience working on the film Your thoughts
2: uh, I, uh, It's always good when there's good news On 20 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I
0: think we have a little connection issue with Tim, Tim is, is Tim frozen on your end?
5: He is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's yeah, on my yeah.
4: <laughs> Okay, it's on There he is. You're freezing, Tim.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, it doesn't feel cold here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, first of all, everybody excited that this film is going to be on Amazon. Everyone will see your work. Um, phenomenal acting job by all of you. You know, yes. you guys did a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So, um let's just talk about it because this film was shot because a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Very and, hard uh, to get this.
2: Yeah.
0: Can you please, uh, I guess, share with us um, some of your fonder uh, uh, experiences, I guess, or uh, of memories of working on this, on this project.
6: Uh, I really enjoyed working with James. Uh, I felt that um, the way he laid out the shoot schedule uh, and how everything was executed was extremely efficient.
1: Yes. Tim, any particular
2: highlights? It was great to work with Kara again. Uh, we've worked together a few times over the years, cool. and uh, I love working in that. And, um, James is such a he's such a determined filmmaker and passionate filmmaker. You don't see that all the time. Uh, So all around it was a fun experience.
0: How did you feel about some of the topics that you're tackling, like infidelity, teenage pregnancies? I mean, you're talking about very serious topics, but kind of like sugar coated into a faith based film, I guess.
2: Well, you know, I. I tell people, a lot, I do this full-time, and uh, a lot of my bigger paycheck jobs are pretty boring. So uh, it's fun to get stories that you can really sink your teeth into. Um, so they're difficult subjects, but they're much more satisfying stories to tell, especially when there's a redemptive quality to it. And, of course, getting really slapped hard by Kara is always a highlight of the <laughs> Oh, he's looking for projects where she can slap me silly. Right? She stars
0: for a few hours. So, Carrie, Carrie, you did not hold back, did you? With that slap, you you laid into Tim.
6: No, no, and I did not. And um, you know, he, he, we trust each other a great deal as actors. And uh, um, but I think the uh, the slap heard around the world was. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, there was one take where he uh, he ducked, <laughs> and as he tells it, uh, he no, said, no. "I I saw the look in your eye when you just held cocked back, and you know you were coming at me, and I knew I had to get out of
0: the way." <laughs> 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 yeah. So you two go uh, way back, yeah? yeah. So were were one of you instrumental in getting the other one aboard of this film?
6: I, she,
1: I think, she mother.
2: networked with me on that one. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, I, I,
6: yeah, somehow,
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome. Have you played? Yeah, a,
2: that's, I, I live down in North Carolina, so I don't, I didn't know as many people up there. And mm. Kara knows a lot of folks up there, so she was instrumental.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Have you played a couple before since you guys have worked together? Before? Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. Cool. Have
2: yeah. Oh, okay. We've we've played couples, we've played
6: brother and sister. uh, We played husband
2: and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, brother and sister. We played married to two different people, but um, all in a circle of friends kind of thing. Yeah.
0: So you already have this, uh, I guess, on screen chemistry of sorts, either in the brotherly, sisterly kind of way (laughs) or the uh, romantic kind of way, I guess. Yeah. I think Tim just froze on us again. Working on
1: film. <laughs> what?
2: Wait, you what is happening it? here? <laughs> I don't
5: Telling
2: know why I'm
1: freezing.
0: Kay. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, Aaron. Um. Uh, so it's interesting. So you guys have Aaron. You have a completely different storyline. Absolutely. But it yeah. all. But it all. I guess culminates together at the end of the film. You know. Mm-hmm kind of cool because at first i was watching the film i was like wow two distinct storylines i was waiting for that moment and uh at the end of the film it all ties into the baptism and then then finding god and things like that um have either has, has anyone dealt with a faith-based film before um and if has has anyone maybe dealt with any faith experiences, you know, that that might have been relevant in this project?
6: Uh, I mean, both Tim and I have worked on faith-based films before. Yes. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Am I yeah, <laughs> no, you on Frozen? Yeah, you're on Frozen. Okay. I've done um, probably over twenty full-length feature films in the faith-based. Genre. Oh,
1: wow.
2: I've dealt. I've dealt with all sorts of themes that really that you can think of.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, but the, but this film was was somewhat unique in, in in the stuff we tackled. I haven't tackled that. And I've tackled an abusive father and man trying to help his family and make some bad mistakes along the way, and you know all sorts of different ways of redemption. But there were some unique uh themes in this one
0: i'd say because i i recall other faith-based films that i've seen and the this one has really dark undertones with the subject matter it seems it seems like the yeah, other that's
2: actually refreshing to me yeah I, I i am a personal believer that faith-based films should not be reaching to the time they should actually be reaching uh and to do that you have to be real people are real they make real mistakes some of them are dark some of them are bad and you shouldn't shy away from that. And I think some folks in the genre shy away from all of it. You can't kiss another person. You can't get angry and slap another person. You can't say bad words. You can't have a drink. And real people do all of those things, hmm. uh, including Christian people. So <laughs> yeah. I appreciate a movie that, that just tells the story without pulling too many punches, so to speak. Hmm. Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: James uh, I guess I would if you could draw because I, I on any experiences you might have thought of when you're writing these characters um because at the end of the credits it said any um, any association with the characters is purely coincidental Right. but um am I'm, I'm wondering if there's any tie to actual
5: characters or actual experiences that you've experienced uh, not really uh the main um the Pastor Marshall or Minister Marshall, he kinda I had like teachers and principals that I looked up to that reminded me of him and that's why he kinda like appears throughout the thing as a, a guiding light throughout the story. But I've kinda like had family members that have certain experiences, but I just kinda absorb it and then I can just put it out there. But I haven't personally run into these, but I I just good at observing and yeah, spewing it out in a script. <laughs>
0: Right on, right on. Um, Wow. So let's – guys, I mean, I was just looking at both your IMDb's, Sarah and Tim. You guys have a lot of uh, great credits. Um, Tim, uh, let's just talk about if we could pivot into a few other uh, projects you've worked on. I went all the way to your bottom of your uh, IMDb and saw Saved by the Bell. It's a long way. Yeah. (laughs) It's a
2: long way down. (laughs) I saw Saved by the Bell.
0: Uh, Skolnick, uh, I wonder how that experience was working with, I guess, the iconic uh, Mario Lopez and uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar yeah. with Berkeley and uh, that experience in general.
2: Um, yeah, it was it was fine. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of a weird person. I don't watch television, really, and so, I mean, Ah, I I TV on a movie or documentary. I I really didn't know anything about the show. Really? And and honestly, that was kind of, yeah, and it was, I mean, I knew it existed. I knew it was popular. It was kind of an accidental deal. I've been doing fight choreography for almost all of my career as well, (laughs) and so when that came around, I actually also did the choreography to help to help the actress throw me in certain ways and get me involved in, in that regard, and I've done some things I'm so been associated with, and that one was fine, but
4: that's
2: the one that sticks all the time. <laughs> all the um, well which um, episode and, and, was it and, and honestly and honestly generations too. I, I was doing an indie film a few years ago and I come into base camp and there's all these like eighteen year old kids sitting around a computer and I and start giggling. They're like, we're watching you on know, Say by the Bell I'm like how do you even know what Say by the Bell is <laughs> like, whole new <laughs> generations watch that show. It's crazy. Well which episode was it?
6: <laughs> he could,
1: could
2: not tell you. Is it on the IMDb? I I, I really couldn't. I, I don't know. I think the, I the episode that. number is on the IMDb, the,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: it's probably on IMDb. And isn't it called Hold Me Tight?
0: Yeah, that's it. Is that? I, th- I believe that's it. Tachi, uh, if you could pull up. I the think IMDb. that's right. Okay, cause cause that, be, uh, that whole
2: I mean, it's it's really a glorified feature, extra, basically. I mean, I'm the back
4: for a couple of little teams and
1: then I still get residual payments for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah! It's, uh, wow.
4: mm. it's the episode um, when Christy, a new student, is not allowed to join the wrestling team because of her gender. Zach and Jesse campaign for her to be given a chance. However, yeah, Jesse soon mistakenly becomes convinced that Christy is interested in Slater. <laughs> oh. Uh, I thought she was interested in Skullnick. Well, Speaking of residuals,
2: I really look forward to James paying me for the next 30 years, too. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: <pretty awesome>. yeah. <laughs> Just
0: send that, me, a, send me I'll, good, give, good I'll good. give you my Venmo. Where, 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 that good <laughs> Jeff, Bezos. Yeah. Jeff right. Bezos money there, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Tim, you have also been a, a, a part of some That's really right. cool TV shows, uh, including Nashville and yeah. Hindsight. And one of my favorite shows from back in the day, Vampire Diaries. Which of what can you tell us about your your work on are those shows?
2: Uh most of those were pretty straightforward, just co-star stuff. Vampire Diaries was probably my favorite because Ian and Summer Holder and I pretty much spent all day. He's a really great guy, and we. We hit off right after the first rehearsal. I did something that kind of cracked him up, and he gave me grief about it. We basically just hung out and talked all day. And it's, you know, it's, you learn a lot from someone who's who's been working on that level. And, and cool. it was the seventh season, I think. So they were, you know, they were like, a, it was just cool. They were a really good team. And, and it was a fun scene because it was... My character was kind of the person running the whole scene, and it was this big uh, headquarters. Uh, basically, it was an.
0: We're losing Tim. hundred
2: yards of forest right outside the window had been spray painted. Oh, sorry,
0: Tim. We keep we'd love to hear that story, but I think you keep coming in and out.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know why my kids are gaming. Maybe they're taking all the broadband. Band- is, yeah.
0: yeah, that could be the, ba- yeah, it could throw be them off. Yeah, tell them,
2: <laughs> that. All right, daddy. well,
1: I'll,
2: I'll punish them. To, they don't care. <laughs> I don't even think they've seen anything. Actually, I think they're on Ethernet. So I don't, I don't the, know. The way so, the sorry, anyway, sorry about that.
0: It's, so, it's, it's funny, Tim, because the way the 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 slowness, the intermittent slowness is coming on, on your end. sounds like you're kind of slurring your speech. Like you're on high on some like pill or something. That's what it kind of <laughs> no, sounds No,
2: like. not in the least.
0: I'm not high at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just the internet. Like I get it. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's so that's cool. Ian Somerhalder, obviously. Um, yeah, that's, that's so cool. You got to work with him in vampire diaries. Um, and then, um, tell us a little bit about your work on hindsight
2: okay so hindsight was um the the scene itself was okay it was fun it was it was really simple but um direct the director was jonathan frakes who was number one in in star trek next generation
4: yes Mm. okay cool
2: right well, Jonathan and I have a mutual friend. Uh, Patrick Stewart's son is one of my oldest and best friends, Daniel Stewart. And um, yeah, Dan Dan and I knew each other and hung out when we both lived in L.A. And we've been friends. I was at his wedding and chatted with his old man. And so Jonathan didn't know that until he cast me. And so then I told him that. And after the shoot, we sat at the bar at the hotel where we were both staying and, and just talked for two and a half hours about the business. Hmm. To hear from someone like that and to sit there. And and then at the end of it, he shook my hand and said, um he said, you're now in my repertory uh, group. Mm. You're, you're in my, and I, you know, that's just cool. That's cool to interact with people with that kind of experience. Great. He's a great All guy. Right.
0: That's awesome, man. Um uh, What about Nashville? You played patron number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that was that was interesting because it was a, a scene where I'm bidding for this this item at, at an auction, and it means something to one of the main characters. It was a sentimental item, and um, the, th- those kind of experiences are always difficult, but rewarding. <laughs>
1: um,
2: there were like a hundred in the room, and it's all fast paced and kind of high pressure and. And um, you're always the new guy, so th- those experiences are interesting but rewarding.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, Has there been anybody
4: you worked with where you were just real super excited? You're like, I finally got a chance to um, do a scene with this guy or or, or girl. Uh, I I did a actually in a play. I did
2: a Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Um, I don't know if you guys know that show. It was Tennessee Williams is the, the mm, guy. Yeah. Um. Paul Newman starred as Brick in the in the movie, uh, but I did I played Brick in a show, and the guy who played Big Daddy is a man named Pat Hingle. You should okay. look him. He passed away a few years ago, but he was in the original Broadway production. Pat was in oh, wow. seventy five major movies. He was in all of Clint Eastwood's movies mm-hmm. in the eighties because they were best friends. And Clint, that's awesome. He was Commissioner Gordon in all the first set of Batman movies.
1: Mm. Yes, that helps yes. you
2: place him. Yeah, definitely. So, doing a, sh- a play where you're both—you're the only two people on stage for 45 minutes for the this long scene—and just learning from him was really exciting to me. Really awesome. exciting.
0: That is so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And then I did
2: a movie he... with, um, with Barry Levinson, who won the Academy Award for Normal People? Ordinary? Hmm. He won an Academy Award as a director. Hmm. And uh, and that was pretty amazing because there was a script, but he didn't really use it. He just, <laughs> just kind of about... set up the scenario and said, go.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Kira, I guess, Kira, oh. same question for you. Uh, was there any, any particular. Actor or actress that you were excited to work with, or any director specifically in your career?
6: Um, well, um, probably the most memorable um, was a project that I was never seen on screen for hmm. um, that that had the, uh, the probably the biggest impact for me, and that was um minority report. wow, yes, oh wow. Yes. But, uh, I I only worked a few days on that, but um, you know, you're know you probably familiar with some of the main folks in that. And, um, Martha
0: Morton. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And uh, Mr. Mr. Steven. Um, mm. But it, it was a, kind of an odd time for me because um, my childhood best friend had passed away, mm. and when I got the call to come in, I was actually uh, packing to go home for her funeral. And so oh, no. I wasn't I wasn't really sort of in the frame of mind of, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that I'm going to be on set with these people. Um, you know, it was just very much about, um, you know, going home. And uh, mm-hmm. so the time the time on set, just observing the things that I observed and having a few nice, uh, quiet conversations with some of these folks uh, over those few days, I. Um, really meant a lot, and uh, I, I learned a lot, and it was probably the, the first large-scale project I ever worked on, um, so, but if I had not been in that frame of mind, I probably would not have um, uh, been so forthcoming with, with having these conversations with folks, just because I, you know, mm-hmm. I was in shock, you know, and, and ordinarily, if you're on a set of that size, you're like, okay, you need to not yeah. engage these people.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I've been there. So I know what you mean.
6: You know, it's so yeah. there was a, it, it was memorable, but for uh, different weird ways, um, but g- very good ways. And I, um, I got to see a lot of neat stuff.
4: see cool how to talk. The, um, Spielberg working. I'm sorry. So it's gotta be cool to see um, Steven Spielberg working.
6: Yeah, yeah. He has a uh, he has some interesting things that he likes to do and, and have on set. And uh, he was very very kind.
0: Mm. Yeah. How about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Did you uh, any interaction with him? Any stories to tell about him?
6: Um, no real stories. Uh, you know, we were in close proximity, but we didn't speak. Um, what was interesting though is the the young man who played his uh, stand-in looked. A lot like him, and if you were to take his his face and break down individual features of eyes, nose, mouth, uh, face shape, height, body type, all of all of those pieces were there, but when you put them together, it still didn't look like Tom Cruise. Right, right. But all the elements were there, so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, um, and then Colin Farrell was uh, was there, and I had never heard of him at the time. So yeah, like who's this Joker? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, and, then,
0: uh, <laughs> and then the the, the mysterious uh, character of um, in Minority Report played by Samantha Morton. I don't know if you encountered her, but
6: yeah, she's... she was she was very nice, um, quiet, intense,
0: kind, intense. Yes. Yeah. For you Walking Dead fans, you know her as Alpha. (laughs) I know there's a few in this room, for sure. Her
6: her eyes are extremely striking.
0: Right? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kara, I also see you have a a project with Kevin Serbo in the works called uh, Night's End. I do? Yeah, it's (laughs) on IMDb. Is Congratulations, it, Karen. I guess you just <laughs> got. I guess you got cast in something that you didn't know you got cast for. <laughs> uh,
6: that that might have been a conversation that started a while ago and is still in the works. So I. I'm, uh, still in development. I wish, yes. I wish I had more to tell, but you probably know more than I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I oh, then uh, it's rumored. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, I love that. Nice show up. <laughs>
6: Yeah, a few, few projects in the works, uh, possibilities, but obviously right now with COVID, everything is completely up in the air. Mm.
0: That's, yeah. that's absolutely, absolutely true. Tim, you actually have two projects that are related to the pandemic on your IMDb. Uh, Coronavirus Perfect Storm and Coronavirus Patient Zero. So tell us about guessing, assuming that you shot these two projects during the uh, pandemic recently.
2: Yes, there's actually um independent producer uh, who I know Kara knows as well we both done projects with him and he's been doing a few uh, he took a core cast and and he's doing a trilogy there'll be one more coronavirus movie later huh. uh, with the, with the same people and that sort of uh, mitigates too much too much too many possible problems because we've been sort of together and then and he just uses the same people but then he puts us in different roles for each movie and and Uh part of that was to try to keep you know just keep things a little more controlled um. i
6: thought i thought it was a great idea because you know how else can you continue shooting things and justify everyone wearing masks and, you know, he'd be right.
2: A, so uh, yeah. yeah, in that in that particular movie, we had a ma- We all wore masks in the the uh, uh cr- the first coronavirus movie. Yeah.
6: Wouldn't that have been crazy if there was a ventriloquist on set and someone was saying somebody else's lines? <laughs> <have> <laughs> yeah. Tim, how did a lot
1: you? Of that, there.
6: <laughs>
0: so, did you shoot this uh, remotely? Like, you know. Like like how we we are now, or is, or were you all together on a set where no, we there were, were strict we were all ride yeah. Lines? Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, relatively strict. Uh, everybody kind of took precautions that you know worked for them. And when I do these movies with him, I I stay in a hotel in my own room, and so basically I just go to set and I do the work, and then I go back and I kind of hang out in the room there's not a lot open in this little town where we are. So, you know, it's not like we go out on the town or anything. I just basically go to the room, but I've done both on Monday. I'm shooting a national commercial and I'll do it right here on my computer.
0: Oh, Uh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it's actually, it's
2: it's actually a sequel to, to uh, one I shot three months ago and they want to do another one. So some of the things that are happening is people are writing things, so that it makes sense that you're Hmm. like this commercial is written as if I'm a guy having a Skype or zoom meeting with someone. Hmm. And so I've literally put my own lights up and shoot it. And then I send them the raw footage. That's Hmm. kind of the the world we're living in right now. Wow. (laughs) So, but I also (laughs) shot a commercial uh, about two months ago where they just did composites so they shot close-ups, mm. and then they put everybody in the room.
0: If you think uh, about digitally,
2: it. Digitally, not, not physically. We, we were never all in the room physically.
4: Without physically. That. Wow! If,
0: if you think about it, when you record yourself, you're actually not only the actor. You're playing director of photography. You're playing camera operator. <laughs> oh, I thought about
2: billing them. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Everything. So you're, you're playing all those aspects of that. Um, how about you, care? Have you worked uh, during the pandemic? Uh,
6: a little bit here and there. Um, yeah. Most of the work that uh, that I do is voiceover, um, and yeah. I yes, yes, I, yes, yes. I, tell people yes. I, I spend most of my days in a padded room, and uh, that's <laughs> <literally> <laughs> very what appropriate. Doing
0: now, yes, yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> and that's the thing about voiceovers that that can still continue um, safely, right? It can. It yeah. can. Yes. Yes. Um,
2: so. Kara, uh, Kara is being modest. She's a voiceover star. She is a very, she she works on a very high level. You guys mm. should. Uh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Mm. She's
0: a big deal. Please <laughs> share some of your, see, your IMDb, I guess, doesn't include all your voiceover accolades, but if you, if you could uh, share a few of them for, with us.
6: Actually, I, I don't think it lists any of them. Yeah.
0: Um, just to share them with us.
6: Not really film or television related. Right. Um, I, I guess my most recent projects were um, Capital One um, Waterpik uh, I do a lot of uh, children's toy promotion uh, commercials um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of uh, corporate videos, animation um, trying to think of some recognizable I did something for Dell um, getting ready to do some something tomorrow and I can't remember the name of the product <laughs> but uh you know a lot of automotive um hospitals uh it really just depends
0: so. very cool have you done any animation uh yeah
6: mm-hmm. yep.
0: awesome awesome let's let's talk about some of those
6: ah uh, goodness um well there is a project that I've been working on um recently and it's i don't know if it's so much animated as it is it involves character work and i play an owl named ophelia
1: nice
6: and um uh let me see if i can find the um it's i think it's matthew and ophelia's story time Hmm. um and um it's it's kind of a cute a cute project um where it's really geared towards children and uh um, learning lessons, and uh, you know, it, it it keeps things very clean, and and you, um, it's educational. So, that is a project that I started doing recently.
4: And you should name, you should name um, the character Al Soto. I'm sorry. You name the character Al Soto. Oh,
0: that's a, <laughs> that's a joke but on my name, Al. Yes. Ophelia, owl, soda. Well,
6: it's it's a it's a ladybird, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know how that would go.
0: I was your Owl wife.
6: Ophelia. I don't know. <laughs> Ally, Ally, so yeah, um, it's, it's called Matthew and Ophelia's wonderful world of fun.
0: Oh, um, cool. Oh, so, yeah. yeah awesome. So I actually did see that on your IMDb There you go.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's I, actually, awesome. I, I, I met the gentleman who put that together. uh uh, through my niece, who is uh, just entering the world of voiceover. And uh, this young man is actually more known for his horror films. So <laughs> this is uh, quite a departure.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Any um, advice for aspiring um, voiceover artists or maybe actors that want to kind uh, of you know, give a voiceover, uh, you know, my a ben- shot?
6: My best advice is, um, in most cases, if you are sort of an outsider looking in, voiceover is not what you think it is. Um, I have so many people come to me and say, oh, I've been told I have a good voice or I can do characters. And that's great. But more and more of the climate right now is just being the best version of yourself and being honest and sincere in your delivery. Um, so when people go into a recording booth and do a demo reel, they think they have to be like this wild and crazy, zany, extreme something, or uh, just just you know superlatives of, of anything. And uh, it's it's that's really not the style anymore that I can tell. It's much more real, genuine, laid back, just more you. And uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised uh, how minimalist uh, the style right now has become,
0: what they're looking for. Hmm. Love wow. that. That's great. And
4: Tim? For, um, for both of you working on um, independent films, the quality can differ greatly. Um, the, the professionalism. Has there ever been a case where you signed up to um, act in a indie film and you got there and you're like, this is just not, you know... High quality, like they—they they, they don't know what they're doing. Like I gotta get out of here. Has <laughs> that happened
2: We don't have enough time for me to go over how many <laughs> times this happened.
0: So there have been some regrets uh, in your choosing certain projects. What, actually, no, not not really
2: regrets because you don't know until you get there. And I've been doing this for so long that. Um, A weird way, I feel like I keep back when I'm doing independent projects, and if I have anything to say, or, you know, advice to give, or caution to, you know, because I've I've seen. It. I I feel like it's never something I regret. But yes, there are times where I think, "How many days am I on this? I can do this." Like, you know, you just get through it and you go on to the next project.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is not the case with James Burroc Films, of course. Not James, at all. I hope not. Very, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> very professional on set, like you said, the call sheet, everything from the schedule. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Definitely um, looking forward what to checking out.
1: Matters.
0: Exactly, looking forward to checking out this great film, leading to Revelation again, um, a faith-based drama with some dark undertones. Some mm-hmm. great acting. Um, Definitely great acting. These uh, people right here. Yeah, a, a a big WTF moment with the shooting. I guess I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, don't
5: but... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad. All right, well, I don't say anything more about the shooting. But <laughs> but yes, I mean, uh, yeah. that was that was one of the highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just uh, you know, it was two separate stories, but it made sense when it all came together in the end. Mm-hmm. I love I love how that ended. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is a. This is a very, very good film, guys. I'm really – I was happy to get a sneak peek and uh, look forward to uh, checking in again on Amazon. And, uh, of course, everybody can check it out on Amazon come August 14th. Um, James, is there a possibility of a sequel? Are
5: are these characters done yet? Well, I can always write more. I just need more (laughs) money. (laughs) (laughs) What's I,
0: going on with Tim and his mistress, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. No more slapping. No right.
6: Wait, Tim and his who? Wait a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on there. Oh, sorry, Bill, Bill. Yeah, do um, right. again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
6: practicing.
0: Right. And uh, how, is the, how is the Jessica? Yeah, a,
6: a reconciliation.
0: Mm. Will there be a reconciliation? <laughs> yeah, like How is it. the baby uh,
6: now? You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's yeah. thriving.
0: Yeah. Um. But yes. Uh, again. But like I said, these these topics: drug use, uh, teenage pregnancy, um, contemplation of suicide, infidelity, um, dealing with doubt and faith. Um, these are all just very um. Very real topics, and I'm glad that we you could um, spotlight them in your film. So uh, kudos to everybody involved. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Well, before we let every uh, Lisa, Kara, and Tim go, um, why don't um, everybody involved with the project do a little promo. Mm-hmm. Let us know who you are. Maybe throw out your, some of your uh, other accolades, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then say... Uh, a plug for Leading to Revelation on Amazon. And then let us know you're on Below the Belt, so we can go around. Start okay. with Tim. Okay. Or, okay. Tim, Tim what's start? What's start? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'm Tim Ross, and um, uh, I've been around a long time. I think I don't know how many credits I have on I'm IMDb90 or something like that. Um and I love doing independent movies, and I loved working with James on Leading to Revelation. It is the kind of faith story and redemptive story that should be done more often, seen more often. So check it out. A passion in his work alone deserves an audience. So hope he gets one. And I really enjoyed being on Below the Belt as well. Thanks a lot for inviting me, you guys.
0: Thank yeah. awesome. you. Kara, can we get one from you?
6: Ah, no pressure, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Kara O'Brien. I play Trish in Leading to Revelation. I'm so glad to be on with you guys on Below the Belt. And uh, make sure you tune into Amazon and watch Leading to
0: Revelation. It's going to be great.
5: How
0: about James and Aaron? You want to
5: do a twofer? Yeah. All right, Aaron, you can go first.
0: uh,
3: I'm Aaron Angus. I play Mark in Leading to Revelation.
5: Give it and a little more. I, oh. Yeah,
0: and then you could say, "I'm James." Yeah.
5: Oh, I'm James. I'm the writer, director, producer, editor, and it was amazing working with all these people. And you guys should definitely come check it out on Amazon Prime this Friday, August fourteenth. And what show are you on now? I'm on the Below the Belt show. Yeah,
4: it's
3: all been right. a Below the Belt. Yeah.
4: Right. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Oh, Kara, I got to mention before I forget, um, a good buddy of ours here on Below the Belt, Johnny Alonzo, did oh, he work with you on Destination yeah. Tomorrow, yes. which became NASA 360.
6: Yes.
0: Uh, yes. He, he mentioned that was one of the highlights of his career. Aww. Um, and I can imagine because it seemed like a really cool show to travel to all these locations and talk you know, astronomy and science and, and things like that. How, how was that?
6: Uh, I really enjoy working on that show. And Johnny, of course, always was just a ball of sunshine. So <laughs> he really was the, the the fun zing in Destination Tomorrow and really made space uh, really fun for folks that may not follow that normally. And he always got the, the fun, cool segment. So I always enjoyed watching him on that.
0: Awesome. I'll have to check out <laughs> some of the archives of that show. Check you out on that. Thank you so much. Kara uh, and Tim for being a part of Below the Belcher. I think James and Aaron is sticking with us for a few more minutes yeah. before we wrap the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Thanks for being a part of us, uh, part of the hey, show.
4: Thank you so much, you too.
0: Good night, guys. Bye. Alright, <laughs> right, so now we're back to yeah. the panel of four. Tim and Kara of uh, Leading the Revelation. Of course, we can check that out on Amazon Prime, James, you, you got to be stoked.
5: Yeah, I am. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: I mean, everybody, everybody can see your film now.
5: Yes, I mean, they can. That's the
0: thing. The, that's the thing about indie films. Like, it could be the greatest indie film in the world, mm-hmm. but if it's not shown on any platform, if nobody can see it, right? You know, it, it's like who, who gets to see the awesome indie film? You yeah. know, so. The fact that you guys are on that platform mm-hmm. uh, is
4: absolutely great, man. So uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be great nowadays to have all these different um, providers that you know mm-hmm. will um, show indie films. Where like back in the day, it was very hard to get it on like a HBO or like a network like that. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, I I don't have much to go. I think I pretty much just. Uh, pretty much uh, almost wrapped up the entertainment um, mm-hmm. headline. Just a couple more things. Um, um, but uh, I guess it's related to uh, the music world because music, concerts, live music, um, has been affected. Does, does anyone here a live music aficionado? I love seeing live shows. and oh, I mean, I, that's that's one of the things I miss the most, man, is just seeing, like, concerts. Um, and, you know, these virtual concerts, I mean, they're just – it's just not the same, but it's I mean, not. This is what we're this is what we're dealing with here, guys. I mean, uh, however, um, Metallica they're returning for the first time since 2019 on stage for something called the Encore Drive-In Night Series. So this will be screening a full set at the drive-in and outdoor theater. So the drive-in theater, that's a good way for uh, you know to continue. Uh, Uh, concerts during a pandemic and i think this this is a good way to drive your car in watch your favorite show metallica would be freaking amazing Mm -hmm. um, just to see that and i saw that food fighters they they just postponed their tour so that Mm -hmm. was one of the few remaining events on the the calendar um this is this is actually going to be their 25th anniversary of the food fighters Mm -hmm. 25th anniversary so we're not even going to see that but they decided just to postpone that entirely
3: and they actually uh, rented vans for that because uh, when they first yes. started out, vans, hmm. and So
0: they're
3: going to do it in vans again.
0: Yep, hmm. the post van tour. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So this this is a 11 date van tour that was scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, but we're still going to get the VMAs. Oh. They're still going to do oh. the MTV VMAs, but not at the Barclays Center. <laughs> they're going to do them at outdoor venues. They're going to still have. Li- they're still going to have live performances. But the performances will have minimal to no attendees, like um, audience. So it's gonna be normal um, for
4: the VMAs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, when was yeah. the last time the VMAs were good? Like, like what decade uh, was that in? I yeah. mean, I
0: was, I was, I was happy to go in 2016. I mean, granted, it became the political awards by then, you know, like. Yeah.
4: Uh, but you, the, mean, you uh, went just for the celebrities and stuff. You didn't go because it's such an awesome show.
0: Well, you know, some of the pop music is kind of catchy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I got like, I mean, pleasures.
4: I used to wait like like so long and watch that. I, it usually was like the first week of school. I remember mm-hmm. like each year, and like there's always something like big that would happen that night, and you go into the school the next day, and everybody would talk about it. You know, right. you're like oh look at Madonna's performance, what she did. Look at Michael, what Michael Jackson did. Like it was. Mm-hmm. this... It was stuff that would happen on that show that would not happen on the Grammys or anything like that. Like, the Grammys were, at the time, more, like, laid back or more professional whatever. Like, the VMA is, like, anything could happen that night, um, back in the day.
0: Yeah, we had uh, the um, Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was probably, like, towards the end of, like, when they were still. When like, it good, like, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah.
0: We had um, the, the Britney Spears Madonna makeout mm-hmm. session. Mm. We had, um, Nirvana completely destroying their set on stage. Yeah. Destroy. I, I felt for that guitar. man. I was like, dude, donate that guitar. Don't the fucking destroy that guitar. Right. Oh my God. I yeah. Feel, I feel the pain of, of the, the, of the person that's just like, Oh my God. Or the, the owner of the guitar or whatever. I, they didn't care. I mean, they were millionaires back then. Millionaire mm-hmm. rock stars, a lot of iconic moments, man, in the VMAs. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, again, it was, it was cool to check out, but, um, the weekend, Roddy Ricch, Maluma, CNCO uh, are joining the lineup. See, I don't even know who three of the four acts are. I, the weekend's great, but I have not even heard of these other three artists. I'm going to be honest uh, with you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the Weeknd is
4: great, too. But, I mean, once, once MTV changed the name of the award from the Moon Man to the Moon Person, I'm like, okay, I'm done.
1: Like, mm. like it's if you're the, doing that,
4: that dumb it's, shit, like this is the woke era, yeah. no, I like I said Chachi. before, that'd be like changing the name of the, of the Oscar to Pat, you know, like
0: <laughs> because Oscar's a male name. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in a male physique, um, form. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but then you have the Emmy, Chachi. The Emmy's in a female, you know, form, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I mean, I'm not but, complaining uh, about that either one, you know. But I'm not changing yeah. them. i will be mad if they changed any of them.
0: So the moon person. So so this is also alluding that um, women, non-binary animals can go into space, too. Well,
4: it's not space. It's the moon. And or the moon. There's yeah. been, there been 12 people who walked on the moon, and all 12 have been men. So there's no reason to change it because you're not offending anybody because there hadn't been a woman on the moon.
0: Now, had there, had there, had there been one, would, would that be okay? I
4: mean, I wouldn't. If they called it moon person initially I wouldn't care, but there there's no reason to change the name from moon man and moon person. I mean the only woman that's been on the moon was them was that um, Alice from the honeymooners. When punched uh, um, her. Too soon. Too soon.
0: Too much Chachi. Like, too much. Too much, yeah, I was
4: watching that show with my grandfather not too long ago, maybe like a couple of years ago, and I'm like, you cannot get away with that nowadays. Mm-hmm threatening and to beat your wife like for <laughs> comedy like, right. this wouldn't happen you but just can't get, can get away now man oh, yeah. what are you guys
0: binging binging during this uh strange strange times that we're living in right now anything mm. that you find yourselves both of you being able to watch more or, or you feel like your schedules are the same you're just as busy that
5: yeah i've been binge watching like all everything really but my schedule still busy the last netflix show i think i watched was cursed that series that the new series that just came out on there yeah it's a twist on uh, king arthur and oh umbrella academy 2 yeah. season two. that was the the big one i watched recently that's yeah i love that show That's a great show
4: don't ruin it for me yet but yeah I- I yeah. totally love season one and watched the first episode of season two, and I think
0: mm-hmm.
4: it, I think it's, it's a, definitely a winner.
0: Wow. I, I can look forward to seeing uh, more episodes. I'm in the third episode, and uh, yeah, it keeps getting good. How about you, Aaron? What are you, what are you watching? What are you a fan of?
3: Um, I just finished uh, season two of Titans. That was really good.
0: Nice. I've heard good things about that show, too.
3: It's really good. This season, they brought in more characters. Uh, one of the big things was uh, Connell was in it
0: con Um, l yeah
3: the uh the clone of superman
0: oh yes yes shit okay
3: yeah and crypto was in it so that was
0: oh yes 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 this this is a dc eu now on hbo max yes which is great and um have you tuned into doom patrol yet because i thought that was fantastic
3: i saw season one i haven't seen season two yet
0: okay cool all right so yeah man the, the 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 um superhero genre is strong both in DC and Marvel um looking forward to those great um uh, Marvel shows when we are we're able to get them on Disney Plus the Falcon and Winter Soldier and of course um uh not only that one but also um WandaVision uh, wa- thank you WandaVision yeah mm-hmm. um but um yes yeah, so that's pretty much all I have guys you know for for uh, this this week's episode of BTB, and uh, it's been a great show mm. tonight, so we'd like to thank, of course, mm. uh, everybody that participated on the panel tonight. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, our, our uh, guest co-hosts and guests in general. Mm. Mm-hmm. filmmaker extraordinaire, James Berberick. Uh, yeah.
1: And, of course,
0: <laughs> actor and producer. You do it all, right, Aaron? <laughs> Sound <Yeah>. engineer. <laughs>
3: been in a couple of different things now uh i've done wardrobe on one thing too <laughs> yeah okay so, just wherever
0: actually, I need to... yeah aaron i actually just saw that you're going to be appearing on good lord bird um yeah. which is okay. uh with ethan hawk i just interviewed uh well my co-host for click on this my other show that i i freelance on um got to interview ethan hawk for his tesla film and I, I did drop the good Lord bird because I had some friends that worked on it, and uh, that's that's cool that you got to be a part of that. Uh, that comes out soon, right? This fall. I think uh,
3: October second, I think, is the new date.
0: Awesome! I'll be looking out for you, man. That's great. Mm-hmm. Any particular any particular scenes or anything you can talk about from your experience working on it?
3: Yeah, uh, I ended up um, I started out as just an extra, but then I got called back, and they wanted me to end up doing this featured role as uh, Tad Thompson. Who's uh, one of um, uh, John Brown's militiamen?
0: Oh wow! Awesome. Well, we'll have to look forward to that. I see a lot of like period pieces on your IMDb, mm-hmm. like a yep. *Mercy Street Something. Turn*. Yeah. Uh, you just got you. Ha- you have that look, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> clean-shaven, baby-faced, long-haired, Kurt Cobain rocker, a suicide, <laughs> suicidal rocker. Let's just say. <laughs> To, uh now you got the, the whole beard thing going on. looks pretty cool. <laughs> so your look has completely changed from the uh, lead the revelation. <laughs> yeah. And,
3: but, uh, good Lord Bird, I had a really long goatee. Just the mm-hmm. goatee. But the sides are shaved off.
0: Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> and we're looking forward to checking out Good Lord Bird. looks mm-hmm. really, really good. Awesome. But Aaron, thank you so much for joining us here on BTB.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a pleasure.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s, also (laughs) in the room.
4: (laughs) Yes, right. Another great show. Another great show. The books. You, James, Mm -hmm. and Aaron, much success on the release of your movie. Uh, Oh, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Coming up on Friday on Amazon.
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Tim Ross and uh, Kara Mm O'Brien. Kara O'Brien, two of the stars, the veteran actors from... Mm -hmm. Revelation. Thank you much. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I am Al Celebrity Soto Chacha. I know you're going to Albuquerque. Yes. New Mexico. So uh, safe travels. Thank you so much. I, I just got out back from the um, Eastern Shore, the uh, Ocean City, Maryland. You've ever so popular Ocean City, Maryland, and <laughs> um, I figured I, I, you know, we were talking about VMA's and pop music, and man, this song was just. It seemed to be overplayed. <laughs> during my during my beach uh, weekend, but it was one of those songs that's so fucking catchy that I, I just I it's embarrassing to admit, but it's a pretty damn good song. Um, so I like to end tonight's show with the cool cut. Uh, this is by Harry Styles. It's Watermelon Sugar, and oh, it has yeah. some kind of like entendre double entendre mm-hmm. um, which um someone had made um aware to me. That it's about going down on a girl, so uh, so the watermelon sugar flavor. Something to think about next time, yeah, right. gentlemen. All gentlemen. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> closing out tonight's episode of Below the Belt Show. Okay. Watermelon sugar by Harry Styles, guys. We will see you guys on behalf of everybody in the room. We'll see you on BTB next week. Until then, peace.
5: Peace. See you, see you later. Tears see you later
2: Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and belowthebeltshow.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain.